We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Morris out, playing to the right-hand side with Yo and Martin! The Panthers have got them on toast now. We might be about to see... Some tries start to rain down. What will happen next? It is Cristiano Ronaldo! Oh, wow! That is brilliant! That is breathtaking from Cristiano Ronaldo! Absolutely stunning! Absolutely sensational! There's the siren. 67-point demolition tonight for the D's. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And good morning everyone and happy Easter to all. I'm Ray Thomas. Thanks for joining us on Easter Sunday morning. Co-host Dean Ritchie right alongside me. Dino, good morning. Happy Easter to you, my Happy friend. Easter to you, Ray, and happy Easter to everybody out there. It's been another magic oh. week of sport right around the globe. Wouldn't be dead for quids, Ray, but yeah, Easter's a special day. It's a special long weekend, and I hope everyone stays nice and safe and enjoys lots of time with their family. Well, that's the key, isn't it? The last two years, due to COVID, there's been no opportunity to do so. And at least today, people can get out and be with their families and and enjoy some quality family time. So for everyone out there... Really hope everyone has a happy happy and safe Easter. But thanks for joining us on Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Plenty to talk about, Dino. NRL Round 6, Thursday night. The Raiders blew a 12-0 lead, losing to the Cowboys 18-12 in Canberra. Friday, South Sydney 36 against the Bulldogs 16. Penrith 40 against the Broncos 12. And then yesterday, Manly defeated uh, the Titans 26-18. That got pretty close late there as well. And Melbourne in a Terrific game against Cronulla, 34-18, the Storm get up. Some great games. And Dino, how about the crowds? They've been terrific this weekend. Yeah, the crowd there at Brookvale last night, Ray. Uh, 16,220, the highest since 2016. A big crowd down there in Melbourne. And look, Ray, again, I don't want to harp on it, but to me, the bunker keeps sticking their nose in. But I don't want to deteriorate <laughs> into a bunker bagathon again, but the footy has been good. The crowds are good. What, what did you put on social media? R.I.P. Oh, that oh. was for the, the little little slaps. R.I.P. Rugby League. Two players. You weren't in a good mood, were you? It was an open slap. Mm, like, seriously. It good. Do we stop the game? It looks even with a caution. Just on the run, say, boys, mm. cut it out. Move on. But, but to send two people to the sin bin, oh, my goodness, Ray, what is our game coming to? But what about the bunker, though? Um the get ma- out of ma- our game. I'm sick the, of them. The majority of the decisions, though, they did get right. They do get things right, Bray, but they just keep sticking their bib in and the referees keep stopping the game. Let the bloody game flow. We're <laughs> sick of it. Absolutely fed up to the eyeballs with it. I shouldn't have fired you up, should I? You oh. were <laughs> in a good mood a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> and guys like Craig Coleman, a legend of South, 
is going on social media going, I now watch mm. the AFL, we've got problems. But then and again, if those that don't want to believe there's problems, Ray, okay. they're sticking their head in the sand. And if they want to do that, that's fine. I said last mm. week, the fans are talking about this. No one wants to listen. Okay, and I hear, hear what you're saying. But then again, look on the flip side, Dino. Over 30,000 turned out to watch Souths and Bulldogs on Friday. I was at Penrith on Friday night. Almost 20,000 people at Penrith. The atmosphere was fantastic. And whether you're a Penrith fan or not, they are a great football team to watch. And then we saw, as you mentioned, the two games yesterday, big crowd at Brookie. And the, the Storm and the Sharks was one of the most, the best quality games of club footy you could see. I've always said rugby league manages to save itself because of the product, right? Yeah, there you go. Whenever we go through a bad time, whenever Super League, when it came along, I should say, whatever tries to bring the game down, the game Mm. itself always manages to save itself because of the product. And that's happening again now. People are getting increasingly frustrated with all this over-officiating, but the game itself and the athleticism saves our game time and again. Well, speaking of that, Munster and Pappenhausen last night, whether you're a Storm fan, whether you don't like the Storm because they're so damn good, you can just sit back and watch them play every night, can't you, every day because they are... Munster had a day out yesterday and Pappenhausen, if he's not the best link or backup player in the game, who is Dino? He is always there. Yeah, they're comparing him to the best support player since oh, the great Terry Lamb back brilliant. in the 1980s. Yeah, it was a high-quality game down there in Melbourne, right? probably the best game of the year. Mm. As you say, Munster put on a clinic. When he's in that belligerent mood where he oh. wants to play football... And he demands the footy. Yeah. He's one hell of a football mm. player. You know what? He'll be targeted, no doubt, heavily by Redcliffe, but I hope he stays in Melbourne. I like players like that. But... Players like Cam Munster belong at one yeah. club, and that's the Melbourne Storm. Well, he's in a good place at the moment, uh, both mentally and with his football, so maybe that might influence that decision. Of course, Storm still to lock in a long-term contract with Cameron Munster. Um, do you know, the, the Sharkies, if you're a Sharks supporter, that that costly try at the start of the second half when Munster kicked off found touch from the scrum base, Storm scored, that just... You know, knocked the Sharkies back because they were in the contest. To be fair to them, they worked themselves back into the game and they played really well. For Sharks fans, they've got a really good football side in 2022. Yeah, they were certainly admirable in defeat, Ray. I don't think they lost any friends last night. Don't forget they lost uh, Dale Finucane very early Mm. with concussion. Uh, Talakai was strong. The only aspect I would imagine Craig Fitzgibbon would be disappointed in is that he prides... He and his club on defence, yeah. and they did leak 34 points. So I don't think Fitzy would be overly thrilled with that, but certainly a performance for all Sharks fans to be proud of. And down at Brookie too, Ray. Mm. Gee, I've been impressed with that young bloke at Manly, Homoli Olakalatu. Yes. He's been around for a couple of years now. He's virtually unstoppable. It was their fourth straight win, Manly. And don't be surprised, Ray, if his name comes mm. up when we're talking state of origin. What did you make of Manly's second half performance, given they had the match totally in control, leading 24-4 and cruising at home? Yeah, they probably should have gone on with it. The Titans aren't a bad football side, Ray. Mm. They've got a handy team, and they scored three unanswered tries. It set up a final 15 minutes, which was quite thrilling. Manly again came back to win 26-18. Just on uh, Hamoli, Ray, uh, two line breaks, five tackle busts, and ran for well over 100 metres. So Mm. as I said... I'm not saying he'll play Origin this year, but I'm certain when the stories from the media, i.e. myself and guys like Buzz, uh, I think you'll find that uh, Ola Kalatu will be right there in the discussion. Fair enough, yeah. Can I get back to Thursday night? And what do you think 
obviously that Ricky Stewart's probably had enough of these fade-outs, but 12-0 up at, and at home, the Raiders in control of the contest. To be fair to the Cowboys, they were terrific in the second half, but if you're Ricky Stewart, what, what do you make of your team, Dean? Well, clearly... It happens too often, doesn't it? These look, leads, they blow these 10-point-plus leads. Absolutely. R- Ricky's fiercely loyal to his players, Ray. He always has been. That's what makes That's him a thing. coach That's that he good is. Thing, but yeah. To me, it looked like a bloke that just had enough. Mm. And he's gone to that press conference post-game after blowing a 12-point lead. And he said, I'm sick of defending my players. He's, I think he called it uh, pathetic at one point, And he said, quote, unquote, I'm sick of it. So Ricky's clearly had enough. Problem these days is, right, coaches go on their rants, which is fine. But because of a salary cap, mm. clubs don't have incredible depth. In the old days, right, you'd say, right, I'm sacking four players this week. And you'd bring them up in the reserve yeah. grade. But they don't have that, really, that luxury anymore. So you, you can't make wholesale changes like mm. the old days. So it's frustrating. Ricky's got the, the, the roster that he has to work with, simple as that. And at the moment, the Raiders aren't in the hunt, right, in terms of playing alongside those big sides. Fair enough. What did you make of Penrith on Friday? It looks like they've got gears, Dino. Broncos were really competitive, and actually one of our listeners have chimed in. No name here. Morning Rain, Dino. I attended the Broncos-Panthers game and watched Storm and Sharks. I know both wins were big on the scoreboard. In my opinion, the Broncos and the Sharks were very competitive against two top sides. And if they didn't play that well going forward, though, if they play that well going forward, they'll win plenty of matches. Your thoughts 100% correct. As Dino mentioned, um, the Sharks were certainly in that contest against the Storm. And the Broncos, to be fair, got out well, led 6-0, 12-6 half-time. But did bomb a try, Katoni Staggs dropped the ball over the line. They could have could have been 18-12 at that stage. They were very competitive. Yeah, they were. They certainly were. But look, Penrith, I think they're a class above everybody at the moment, right? I don't think there's anyone... If you want to break down the NRL at the moment, you've probably got three or four sides in the Category 2. Mm. But in Category 1, I think Penrith stand alone. They've got I, gears, haven't they? They do. In the second half, they just sort of said, right, oh, time to switch on and just pile the points on there at one stage. I will say, though, Katoni Staggs, he tore Penrith defence out wide to shreds. Stephen Crichton was on the opposite side. I was watching Crichton closely. He's known as an a, a, attacking player and a quite brilliant one. His defence is outstanding, Dino. Either of those two men could fill in for Latrell Mitchell in the origin. They both had terrific gains, but Katoni Staggs is so damaging. Yeah, I like Staggs, Dre. I think he'll be very, very close to selection. I still think Latrell will be there. I think he'll get back and have one game, and that will be enough for mm. Freddie. But yeah, Crichton, Staggs, you know, Lomax, even Matt Burton. There's a host of contenders there for Freddie to play or to consider, rather, for the injured mm. Mitchell. Friday night, Ray, Nathan Cleary on report for a good old-fashioned Cumberland throw. Again, I ask you, you know, was that tackle worthy of being on report? He was then charged with grade one, dangerous contract. He will avoid suspension, but he gets fined $1,000 with an early It's just a hard play. hit, wasn't it? He just swung him round. Mm. Again, Ray, I go back to it. It's increasingly infuriating that we are stopping the game for these trivial nitpicking penalties. It shouldn't have even been a penalty. Mm. Play on. But putting blokes on report, I mean, seriously. 
oh my goodness, the game's frustrating me lately. Yeah, well, this might frustrate you too. Again, no name here. Please explain, Dino. I don't support either team, the Sharks or the Storm, but that one-on-one tackle, so-called hip drop by Cam McInnes on Pappenhausen last night, how can that be classed as a hip drop? He swung him around, got in a bad position. Please give me a break. He, he's as frustrated as you, Dino. There wasn't much in the Cam McInnes there tackle There was nothing either. in it. It should have even been a penalty. Yeah. Not even a penalty. It's almost like they feel that they have to get involved. If you're a referee, I've got to be in there. I've got to get the bunker involved. Every time there's a try, let's try and take it off them. Let's do our best. That frustrates me. Even like like yesterday in the Storm game, in the Seagulls game, was he offside right at the end there? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. The referee said um, try, went upstairs, and the the bunker overruled. But was there actually definite evidence he was offside? They're trying to stop the game. Just let it flow. Please, guys. People are walking away. Don't let them go. Once you lose fans, right, they don't come back. They find other sports to go to. And that's the problem with rugby league. The new generation's coming through. They don't want to see a game that is continually stopped, started by these officials that just can't keep their bloody noses out of our game. You know, it's Easter Sunday. I know Tanya bought you an Easter egg. That should calm you down, Dino. Thank you, Tanya. The chocolate will do me good. (laughs) There's a few more games to complete. Round six. Today, the Roosters take on the Warriors at 2pm. That'll be a good game, that. The Warriors are going okay. Dragons versus the Knights at the 4.05pm. And then on Monday, the Eels take on the Tigers. Big chance that's a sellout at Combank Dino, they're saying. Yeah, I know. They're 30-odd thousand, I think, will be out there for that game. Crowds have been phenomenal. AFL this weekend, back to Thursday night. Brisbane, 98. Collingwood, 91. On Good Friday, North Melbourne were beaten by the Western Bulldogs, 139-71. The Sydney Swans went across to Perth. They know a huge winner, 121 to West Coast, 58. Uh, then yesterday, St Kilda, who are a good side this year, 87, Gold Coast, 61. Adelaide, 101, upset Richmond, 82. And the Melbourne Demons, unbeaten uh, in their premiership defence, 120 versus the Giants, 53. Disappointing for GWS today. Carlton play Port Adelaide. Essendon play Fremantle. And on Monday, Hawthorne play Geelong to complete round five in the AFL. I saw some highlights of that Swans game. Mm. Do you realise they kicked the first eight goals and the score was 56 to nil? I'm not an officiato when it comes to AFL, but I can't remember a scoreline like that ever. First time ever that West Coast has been held scores in the first quarter of a home game. But to be fair to the West Coast, they've absolutely been ravaged by COVID. They've got a number of players out, plus injuries to a couple of their superstars like... Nick Nittenau, we can't pronounce his name now, but you know, the big ruckman. Um, and so they, they were ravaged. You just gave up then, didn't you? I did. I had no idea. And <laughs> I didn't even try. <laughs> but you know um, what they were? I saw yeah. the highlights. And mm. When the Swans were kicking all those goals. I know Buddy Franklin, the Swans, too. True. Mm. But the crowd was quite gentle in terms of, if that was a rugby league game, eight goals in the, to be leading 56-0 would be the equivalent of leading 30-0 after 20 minutes. I, I think and the crowd it, in league... Would be booing. Yeah, they'd be de- uh, they'd be baying for blood. I think to be fair, given West Coast fielded half a, a waffle side, effectively they probably anticipate yeah, they get beaten. But it, it was a flogging uh, in the A League. Dino Macarthur two, Brisbane Raw one, Western United six. Perth Glory have had a terrible season. Nil. Uh, Melbourne Victory two, Newcastle one. Wellington Phoenix take on Central Coast Mariners today. FA Cup overnight, Dino. Semi-final, Liverpool three, Manchester City two. In, they've knocked out Manchester City after they drew 2-2 in the Premier League game early in the week. 
Uh, tonight in the other semi-final, Chelsea will play Crystal Palace in the EPL. A couple of update scores here, Dino. You'll be happy. Manchester United 3 got over top of Norwich 2. Brighton upset Tottenham 1-0. Brentford 2 defeated Watford 1. And Southampton 1, Arsenal 0. What about these texts starting to flow in, right? Brad makes a really, really good point. Mm. What about Jack Whiten in the centres yeah. and Ryan Pappenhausen on the bench? Gee, Brad, excellent suggestion. Mm. And I'm sure that would be something that Freddie will consider. And Jeff texts in too, right? How good was the playing service at Brookie last night? Mm. They've done a lot of work down there. They've spent a lot of money. The grant that they got for the Centre of Excellence, I think, included a total uh, resurface of the playing surface. And, uh, yes, yeah, certainly it looks like a carpet, unlike the old days yeah. at Brookie when it was a blue bulk. Yeah. Um, Willow from Windsor, he often texts uh, in. Yes. He hasn't done this morning. But as we were leaving Penrith on Friday night, we were listening to uh, 2GB wrapping up the game. And in the car we heard that Willow rang in <laughs> and said he's leaving Penrith, the, the footy game, walking straight across the road to Panthers. He's going to, quote, do his best. Something like that, yeah. So, Willow, if you're alive and well... He's a good man, Willow. If you've emerged from Panthers since um, Friday night, let us know on the so text. you were at that game, Ray? Yeah, we loved it. I assume fantastic. you're out on the hill with all the, the punters and the workers and the tradies. That's the rank and file that you like to deal with? Um, no. No? Oh, where were you? <laughs> Are we like to say this, Tam? I actually had a really good night. And thanks to Brian Fletcher, the Panthers CEO, he um, he looked after us. Tanya and I went with my daughter and her husband. Beautiful. And um, her in-laws, who were lovely people, Pete and Sharon and, and my daughter's husband, Brendan. And we had a really good night in the um, in the Chairman's Lounge. Yeah, yeah, good for you, mate. It was good. Good for you. And, and listen, yeah. a legend went past and said hello to you. Uh, yeah, my beautiful wife did, yeah, a couple of times, yeah, so. Yeah. No, Joey said hello to you, which is nice. Okay. I like Joey. Yeah, no, He's a Ray, good fella. you get bashful about these things, but it's nice. <laughs> he recognised Ray, and Joey's a good fella. Joey He's cops a bit of a bad rap yeah. at times. Mm. He is a champion bloke, Andrew Johns, yeah. and he remembers names. He always goes up to people. He calls them by their names. He's never too big to. Joey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. never too big to pretend he doesn't know, and I've always got a lot of time for Joey. Cops a bit of a bad rap, as I said, at times, but. Always been no, very, nice very fella. good to me. Yeah, nice mm. fella. And I'm terrible with names, you know. One of my worst so habits. God, I'm Reg. terrible. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know? hey, um, Peter's chimed in. He said, Ray, do you think the ATC might create a, an award for the Jockey's Ride of the Week and call it the Nashville Willard Deluxe Award on a similar theme? A gentleman here, Kuma Eels, chimed in, before you start blowing sunshine up the backside of Nashville Willard for his ride on Kementari, it was utterly dangerous and disrespectful to the rest of the field. It was disgraceful regards that he puts... Uh, lives and livestock in danger. Um, what do you make of it, Ray? It, it was dangerous, yeah. And the stewards have hit him with a 12-day suspension from May 1 to May 13. That's on top of the suspension he got last week for excessive whip use on Think It Over, which starts today. So effectively, he's out for a month. Look, two ways looking at it. Nash was riding to win, so if you back Kementari, you think Nash is a genius. But when you looked at the head-on, um, there was no room, Dino. There was no room inside Big Parade. He forced a gap through the inside, and you could see the inside running rail buckle under the pressure from Kementari forcing his way through. Um, both Kementari and Big Parade were knocked off balance in that piece of interference here, about 200 metres out. Um, as I said, two ways of looking at it. If you're back Kementari, you want your jockey to you do what they can to win, but at the end of the day, you've got to put rider and horse safety paramount, and that was a little bit... 
a little bit too tight. But anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But we'd love to hear your thoughts on this Easter Sunday on our um, sporting theme, well, our talk topic today, which is a sporting theme. What is your Easter Sunday sporting tradition? So it could be anything like going to the footy, watching the footy, playing a game of footy in the backyard, whatever else with the kids. What's your Easter Sunday sporting tradition, Dino? Well, sadly, I have to work, but if I wasn't working, Ray, I'd love to go to the footy. Mm. Yeah, but I'd love to go as just a punter. Yeah. Just go, to the footy. go to have lunch first somewhere, have a couple of beers, mm. get a nice steak, wander <laughs> down to the footy. If there's an old-fashioned ground available, sit on the hill and just watch the footy like a punter. I, I really, yeah. really love um, hanging nothing, out. Nothing like being at the footy. The outer. Yeah, we're going to the Parramatta West game tomorrow and that's going to be packed, but just love being at the footy. For me, Dino, if I can't go to the footy, at least make sure I'm watching that 405 game. That's the very least, And though I am cooking today. Oh, yes. not lasagna. No, no, um, beef stroganoff. Oh, beef stroganoff, yeah. sorry. Tanya hasn't had it oh, since God, she's got out of hospital, so the poor thing. She... So, what, 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 just give me a rough idea of what you do. <laughs> I try and cook it. <laughs> but how? You, what do you cut up? How well, does you, this all unfold in the no, kitchen? No, you, you get your little meat strips that are already there. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you get your, your cream and right. you chop up your mushrooms and your onions. <laughs> I Haven't see... you ever done this before? No. <laughs> I could just see you in the kitchen uh, I, chopping I pre- up your onions. I prefer to put it on a bed of pasta, but I know Tanya... <laughs> Likes a bit of rice instead, so I'll make whatever she wants. All right, you know what'll happen? Yeah. It'll get burnt or ruined, <laughs> and you'll end up getting the Garlo's family pie. I've given this the biggest wrap of all time, and I'm telling you what, I, I doubt it's that good. <laughs> you're you're going to read the Garlo's pie today, because okay. I know why, because you're going to end up getting one. <laughs> Probably, because it'll be that bad. But call us on 1353 53, SMS 0419767272. Your Easter Sunday sporting tradition, let us know, or let us know your thoughts on anything to do with the world of sport. Listen to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. The putters panel. Kinlock has been a horse that I've been with since the first markets went up on the provincial championships at $51. Back as a gelding this campaign, I just think $12 is very, very good odds. Kinlock's coming late, driving finish, Kinlock. He's a different horse to when he was when he raced them the last time. Oh, I like Marzu. And Marzu, welcome to first grade Marzu. The putters panel, Friday morning, Racing HQ. With Play Central on the Tab app, you can watch the greatest racing from Australia and around the world wherever you want. Like while working on your tan at the beach. Flicking between Sky Racing 1, 2 and Thoroughbred Central while waiting for your car to be washed. And you can watch and bet while you're getting a short back and sides. Play Central, only on the Tab app. Tab, long may we play. Available online for Tab account customers only. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. Lionel, what is April known for? Fools! It's not always about you, Lionel. Hot cross buns? Not about you. I know where this is going. Where is it going? The Bingley April sale. It's going off. It's going on. It's going off, Mum, with huge deals store-wide. Fridges, TVs, coffee machines, washing machines, dryers, cooktops, soundbars, computers and more. It's on now, the April sale at Bingley. Australian family-owned for 65 years. Hawkesbury Race Club invites you to Hawkesbury Cup Day, Saturday, 30th of April. The iconic standalone Saturday meet now features 10 races and over $1.4 million in prize money, highlighted by the $200,000 Hawkesbury Gold Cup. 
With stunning views of the Blue Mountains, live entertainment, food trucks and fashions on the field, it's an unmissable event. Tickets just $20. Hospitality packages available. Join us for a day of racing and celebration. Saturday, 30th of April. Hawkesburyraceclub.com.au Streets of Avalon at the 200 metres lead. Ayrton's got a run. Poland, Exolita down the outside with Kiss on all four cheeks. Ayrton with 100 metres to go goes to the front from Exolita. But Ayrton, the class, and Ayrton won the Victoria handicap from a photo. Exolita, Streets of Avalon for fourth. Kiss on all four cheeks and Sky. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Nice horse, that one. Dino Ayrton won the Easter Cup at Caulfield yesterday. Mick Price, Michael Kent, Jr. train, and he is on the way to Brisbane. Uh, group 1 racing, the final Group 1 meeting of the season in Sydney yesterday, and we'll go straight to the first of the majors. It was the Champagne Stakes. Fireburn was chasing the Triple Crown. And She's Extreme tries to kick. Abdullah lit the match on Fireburn giving chase. She's Extreme three lengths clear from Fireburn who's whittling down the margin. She's Extreme two lengths clear from Fireburn. Abdullah really has to get busy now. She's Extreme inside the 200. A length and a half clear from Fireburn. She's trying. She's Extreme still in front. Fireburn lifting late. She's Extreme clinging on from Fireburn. And She's Extreme flips the result this time. She's Extreme Extreme wins the Group 1. Champagne stakes by a half-length to Fireburn. A big gap back to Williamsburg. Yeah, all credit to Tommy Berry, rider of She's Extreme. Trainer Anthony Cummings, who we'll talk to shortly. They got a race plan, defied Fireburn and a thrilling finish to win the Champagne stakes. On to the car stakes. Gee, we saw the real Espiona yesterday. Further back to Dynasty's party for one down the outside as Espiona moved up now and the favourite takes the lead with Dynasty's giving chase a length off to party for one but Espiona's starting to open up the shoulders now and she's drawn right away. Dynasty's party for one fight out the miners but Espiona very strong. A sit and steer for James McDonald. Stand and cheer if you're on. Espiona panelled them from party for one and Dynasty's a good gap back to... Yeah, she did panel them as Darren Flindell said. Goes for a spell now. Uh, look, Chris Wallace said yesterday was reluctant to aim her towards a race like the Everest in the spring. Wants to try and win a Group 1 with Espiona, but he's already thinking Everest in 2023. She is a very good horse, particularly if she can strike a dry track. Onto the Hallmark Stakes. This was controversial, but a thrilling finish. Kementari up the fence. Big parade. Two in front now to Trumbull with 3.50 metres to run. Count to Rupees running into it well. Then Fatus and Kementari's hugging the fence and pinching ground. Big parade in front. Count to Rupee has come off to throw in a challenge. It's Big Parade and Neck in front to Count to Rupee. And Kementari is scraping paint. If he gets through, he might go close. Count to Rupee hits the lead. Count to Rupee from Kementari. Kementari's flying. Got up. Oh, big win, Special K. Kementari got there to beat Count to Rupee. Big parade, third than Jen. Got to say, Danny, you might have heard the roar in the background. The crowd erupted when Kementari, he's a popular horse, Kementari, really good effort. On to the JRA played and Hugh Bowman knew where the place was to be. Out in front on the fence, Polly Gray. 
into the straight. Polly Gray in front. Numerians had a great run giving chase now. Ice Bath goes to third. If you're on Moroni, put the ticket in the bin. Polly Gray two lengths clear from Numerian. Ice Bath, she's not getting there. Polly's off and gone. Polly's full of running here in the JRA plate. Uh, Numerian's holding second. Ice Bath's holding third. Brutality Papalino for fourth. Polly Gray's going to win in a canter. Hands and heels won it by six lengths, Numerian. Ice Bath third. Papalino. Yeah, too good, Polly Gray. Won by a space. Um, poor old Ice Bath still can't win a stakes race, Dino, but hopefully her turn will come. The final group one in Sydney of the season. 14 horse field for the all laid stakes. 12 group one winners. The winner was Cascadian. Into the straight now and Forbidden Love in the centre. Tofano the outside in the Congo trying to fight back. Ellsberg still with cover about to come off heels. Overpass is starting to try and slice through. Cascadian needs a run desperately as Tofano chasing her second success in the race gets two lengths clear. Cascadian those coming to rain on the party. It's Tofano in front. Cascadian with the big white face right over the top. Cascadian wins the all eight stakes. Ran down Tofano with Ellsberg third. Yeah, terrific effort by Cascadian coming back in distance. He ran in the 2,000 metre Australian Cup two starts back. And so a great training effort by James Cummings. We'll talk to him shortly. Tafani Dino, three wide, facing the breeze throughout. Her effort to run second in her farewell race, she'll be retired to stud, was outstanding. Plenty of people want to have their, say, a couple of calls on the line. Dino, Don is there. Don, good morning. Today, boys, can you hear me all right? Hear you loud and clear, Don. Happy Easter to you and your family, mate. Yeah, happy Easter to you, blokes and family. Um, mate, Easter Sunday, we always pop out to Oberon to my brother's place. Yeah. So, big family day. And uh, But as far as the rugby league's concerned, mate, we forlornly hope for the Bears to return one day. Dino's on the case there, Dino. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't yeah. give up, Don. There's some things happening and the Bears are really... Enthusiastic about their looming proposal for re-entry into the NRL. So don't give I up agree. your hope just yet, Don. I think the Bears are on the cusp, hopefully, of something special. What I do you do at Oberon, Don? What do you do when you get out there? Do you have a couple I'll of tinnies? <laughs> get out to the brothers' property and uh, everyone converges there. Get out the quaddies and... Uh, oh. Have a bit of fun. How Beautiful. good. Take centre and leg of a few bets and watch the footy. Oh, mate, I wish I was there. Enjoy, you, enjoy Easter Sunday, Don. Thanks so much for your call. And that's the way to spend Sunday with the family. Rod's on the line. Rod, good morning. No, you guys, all right? Happy Easter to you, Rod. How are you feeling these days, mate? No, oh, getting there. Getting better? That's the way, mate. What, day to day. Like Kenya, it's a slow process. I was just speaking to her about that. Yeah, no, it is, mate. It well, gets a bit frustrating. But anyway, yeah, not, as frust- yeah. not as frustrating as the bunker. I'll get on to that in a minute. Just first of all, um, Bulldog, can you, have a look at that? can you have a look at that? Uh, a Solomona bloke, when he lifts his elbow and uses it as a bumper, Finnegan in the head and nothing said. That warrants a suspension. He done it all game. The only time he didn't, he got smashed and didn't like it, you big wuss. Anyway, <laughs> just on um the bunker. Mm. Like, I'm sick of this bunker getting involved. I'm going to put the blame on the players here. I like Papenhausen. Great player. That tackle on McKinnis, nothing wrong with it. Credit to the bloke. He probably thought it was a dangerous tackle. No doubt he had a bit of a lie down. And he can say he didn't. He did. Because a minute later, he's kicking a goal. Fair in income players. Pull your head in. Rod, right, I get a bit tired of them waving their arms around yeah. every every player. Uh, wait, it's almost trying to intimidate the referee. And then when the referee reacts, they get the, the, the you-know-whats. Keep your arms down. Stop trying to tell the referee what to do. Let him referee. Bulldog, if Kevin Yards is not injured, it's play on. Mm. It should have been play on. Yeah. I mean, and that, that didn't decide the game. But at that point of the game, Cronulla will, will, will 
working well on top and we're on top. And if they get another try, we've got to remember that they got a try from the back of that penalty. If they get another try and it's 14 6, and then mm. it gives you the chance to go to 20 to 6 and stuff, it just blows the whole game apart. It needs to be fixed up. Bunker, stick your nose out of the game. Yeah. On the positive side, Rod, your shark, your shark you showed last night, they are up with the top teams in the competition. A couple of things, as you point out, have gone there against them, and a couple of things didn't quite go their way. That kickoff in the start of the second half put them on the back foot, but overall, if you're a Sharky's fan, you took a lot out of that game, Dino. Ray, the fans are texting in here and they're mm. agreeing with Rod. Mm. Alex Medalong Beach, great to wake up here in Dean, getting up the NRL and referees for sticking their nose in all the time. It just goes on and on, Ray, text after text. The refereeing is dominating games, inconsistency. It goes on and on, Ray. I could read out mm. 50 of them if you want me to, but I won't. But the one I want to read out, though, is Ray, if you're doing mm. stroganoff, Get a piece of rump steak, slice it up, as it will not cook up like the stuff you buy in strips from the supermarket. No real, name on that. It's a really good point. So what I want to ask... There's nothing the, open today, Dino. The listeners out there, though, mm. can you text in if you've got a couple of tips for Ray Stroganoff? Because <laughs> I think he needs a bit of help. <laughs> if you've got help. something up your sleeve that can give Ray a bit of Easter Sunday oh, help geez. with his Stroganoff... Please text in. We'll you, read them out. You know how you talk up a movie sometimes and someone goes to see it and says, what the hell are you talking about? That was no good. I'm a bit worried about this beef straw. And I've been talking up for 10 years since no, January. I'm looking forward to hearing what we, it tastes We've like. got to go to a break, but I want to leave you this thought from Vicky from Port Macquarie. I reckon she's nailed this. Hi, Ray and Dino. Easter Sunday sporting tradition. A walk at the beach, then a sit at the beach whilst watching others surf and play cricket, then a trip to the local to watch others play pool, then a sit on the couch at home to watch the football. A very exhausting day. Happy <laughs> Easter, um, everyone, and well done, Vicky. Good on you, Vicky. Hunter's Postmortem with Ron Duffersey. None of those horses would have had any experience at all galloping in that. Glenn Munsey. Horses that you looked at that you didn't think would handle the ground got through it all right. Dean Lester. I thought the two highlights, one took 30 seconds to create and that was Nashua Willis' ride on Think It Over and one took 30 years to create and that was Damien Oliver breaking George Moore's record. Hunter's Postmortem. Tuesday morning from 9, Racing HQ. Very funny, guys. Oh, come on, mate. Let me in the car. Get in. While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock yep, again. Yep, real fun. Tab, long may we play. Excludes WA residents available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers at 1800 858 858. Lionel, what is April known for? Fools! It's not always about you, Lionel. Hot cross buns? Not about you. I know where this is going. Where is it going? The Bingley April sale. It's going off. It's going on. It's going off, Mum, with huge deals store-wide. Fridges, TVs, coffee machines, washing machines, dryers, cooktops, soundbars, computers and more. It's on now, the April sale at Bingley. Australian family-owned for 65 years. Hawkesbury Race Club invites you to Hawkesbury Cup Day, Saturday, 30th of April. The iconic standalone Saturday meet now features 10 races and over $1.4 million in prize money, highlighted by the $200,000 Hawkesbury Gold Cup. With stunning views of the Blue Mountains, live entertainment, food trucks and fashions on the field, it's an unmissable event. Tickets just $20. Hospitality packages available. 
Join us for a day of racing and celebration, Saturday, 30th of April. Hawksburyraceclub.com.au Get it long now, come short. Paisami's there. Paisami with a ball for Connor Vest. See my vest, says the Queensland Reds. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome, Welcome back, back to the show. Thank That's you, it. Raymond. Mm. Beat you to the punch there, but I love this. Shane from Butterham. Mm. My best tip for Ray's beef stroganoff would be to use a lot of red wine... <laughs> And give it to Tanya prior to the meal. <laughs> That's probably my only saving grace. <laughs> Please keep them coming. Yeah. We've got to improve Ray's beef stroganoff I'm coming on this from a lovely long, Easter long Sunday. Long way back. Richie Callender, good morning. I love your tips on horse racing. You've got any tips on cooking, Rich? Good morning, my friend. Yeah, unfortunately. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog. Um, if you put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. And uh, unfortunately, Ray, <laughs> if you start cooking, I think it's going to be ordinary at the start. Oh, no matter what you do, it's oh, Rich, go about a bit of support. I reckon. I reckon Shane from Butterham's got it right, though. Just, just get, use a lot of red wine and give plenty to Tanya in the same process. Hey, Rich, look, racing was great again yesterday. The track has copped a fair bit of flack, but um, after three weeks of torrential rain, I'm surprised we're still racing at Randwick, Rich. Yeah, look, look. let's be you clear that up first, saying that mm. it's incredible with the weather we've got that the race, but the track yesterday was just a doubt about that. Mm. Um, look, I don't think there's any, ever an answer to the question, but, you know, as soon as the RAR was at eight metres and then five metres from the, you know, the, the remainder after the 16 of the winning post was five further down the back, but it was more the straight, you, and nothing made up ground, you had to be close to the inside, it made the runs of like, Straight Aaron and Tafane, just incredible, particularly straight Aaron from where mm. it come from. But, look, it's disappointing. There's no doubt about that. There's no use hiding from that. But uh, it was still, you know, the, the last day of the carnival, we saw some great performances. Exactly. Well, we'll get to the group ones in a sec. I, I'm really interested in your thoughts on Espiona. I, I know this was, she came back a couple of cogs and what she had been racing earlier in the autumn, but the wet tracks have impacted her program. But we got a glimpse of her ability yesterday, Rich. Most definitely. And look, Jane's put her closer than she wanted to be. Um, I can tell you, without speaking out of school, that you know, even as, as late as you know, quarter past seven yesterday morning, Chris Waller was still thinking, do I run Espiona? Do mm. I just send her back out? Um, but he just wanted to give her a run, and now she'll go out and have a good spell before the spring. She's dynamic on top of the ground. Um, as, as you know, a test board of, uh, as, a, as a pure athlete yourself, you know, when you're so quick on top of the ground... The wet ground can make it difficult, but uh, if you're such that much class above the others, that's what she was yesterday. She was too good for them. But you'll see a better mare in the uh, mm. in the spring. She'll fill out. She'll get stronger, and and she is going to be you know one of the stars of our race in the future. Rich, should Nash have taken that inside run on Kamantari? Um, no, because uh, I backed Big Parade right at the death. Had a peanut on Count the Rook, uh, mm. so definitely not. Now nah, look. We loved Nash for what he did, um, but there was this Mark and Guest on his team had no choice. Um, mm. It was dangerous. Nash created the run by, you know, basically hitting the rail and hitting the rump of Big Parade. But, you know, he, that's what racing is. It's a game of inches. Uh, well, as Nash, uh, a game of millimetres. Uh, and Nash created the run. He got the chocolates. It's group one. But then on the other flip side, you got to cop the consequences. But, uh, geez, it was a, a great ride, a daring ride. And uh, I even heard James coming to interview with Greg Radley on on Sky, the following race, when James uh, McDonald come out to ride in the uh, yeah. the All Aged, and, and, and James said, "Did you see uh, 
Nash's ride previously. He said, if you want me to ride like Nash, he said, you better go and get Nash or someone else. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one of our um, uh, listeners, have, I'm just trying to find it, chimed in, give the person the credit they deserve. I will find it. But effectively, the, the ride was that, oh, here it is, from Uncle Laurie. James Cummings made the quote of the day. The rail was out eight metres and Kementari was out six and a half. <laughs> a very good line. And also, uh, Rich, interested in your thoughts. It was a topic of conversation in the press room post that race. And I know the stewards had a long look at it, whether they could have protested on behalf of Count de Rupi's connections. Well, Count de Rupi didn't call didn't cop any interference. What was Counter Ruby going to inter- uh, protest that Nashawilla took an unfair advantage on the inside? I think we're drawing a long mm. bow. Uh, That's the key, though. He didn't cop any interference directly from Kementari. That's why stewards yeah, couldn't lodge that because, protest. Exactly yeah. right. If it was going to be, it was going to be a big parade. But mm. then, you know, if there was no run there at all, how did he get through? Mm. That's so there true. had to be a run eventually. It just might have been a little bit of a little bit of pushing and shoving to get that run to get through. The right result was made. Kementari got the chocolate, daring ride, but mm. Nash then got a... Well, you never know. He might, he might appeal. He, uh, um, he he still got two weeks, didn't he, the other week for yes. the ride on Think It Over. But the, the worst thing for Nash, Ray, and you've got to laugh at this bulldog, Nash got a $40,000 fine in two weeks. Now, rumour has it, we're not saying that it's fact, but the rumour has it that the owner, Richard Johnson, was going to pay the fine. Well... The fine got reduced by 10000 but Nash still got the two weeks. <laughs> Nash has got to pay for the lawyer and the appeal. <laughs> and another two weeks, so he's out for a month, which for a jockey like Nash is difficult, given that he's got uh, his Ray, weight issues, Rich. You know, I've so. already spoken to him. Mm. Nash, uh, I said to Nash about your weight, so mm. I'll be meeting Nash most mornings and we'll, we'll do a gym session <laughs> down the, and down the, uh, along beach front and that. Yeah. Well done, mate. Good on you, mate. Um, Kementari and Cascadian. Jeez. Uh, it's a credit to James Cummings that these horses are racing at such a level um, at their age, at an age when a lot of horses are retired, Rich. Yeah, spot on. Longevity. And, you know, the Godolphin move horses on unless they think that there's something still there to offer, particularly as geldings and these horses. But, you know, we saw Hartnell race on for so long and now Cascadian. He's running the Doncaster. It's huge. In a, you know, in what was a moderately run race from well back. So, and look, it tried yesterday by James McDonald was was nearly one of the rides of the day. It was mm. an absolute gem. You just couldn't come wide early. Um, you could come wide after you've saved the ground and around the, the turn and, and spent no petrol. And, and James got out too, you know, and then ran them down. But, geez, it was a good ride. And, yeah, look, we, we keep singing the exploits of James Cummings. James doesn't need any any, uh, any boosting. He's confident enough within himself. Mm. That's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, hey, Rich, just finally, what's your Richard Callender Easter Sunday sporting tradition? My sporting tradition? This be oh. It could be just watching the footy. It doesn't matter what it is. What do you do on Easter Sunday? What do I do on Easter Sunday? Um, about to uh, uh, arrive in Dubbo okay. for, a, for a great nine-race card. You're and working. I, just, yeah. I am working. Can I just say, um, you talk about great sporting comebacks, Bulldog. Here's a story for you. Uh, a bloke that was a very good apprentice jockey, he was a good jockey, but the weight got the better of him. He's been out of the saddle for, what, five, six seven years now, eight years, um, gone through a, a few personal things and then got his weight down um, twenty over 20 kilos and he makes his return to race riding at Dubbo this afternoon in Cody Nesta. Mm. That's that's as good a sporting comeback you'll get uh, in, t- in 2022 and 
He's only got a few rides. He's riding a couple at 63 and a half. I could nearly make them. Yeah. But uh, he's got a couple at 59. And uh, I just want to wish Cody all the best. I think it's great yeah. to see him back ride. He's one of the great guys. And I always thought, Rich, if he was four or five kilos lighter in his prime and could ride at 52, 53, he'd be top 10 in Sydney. Hey, Rich, enjoy Dubbo. Happy Easter to you and your family. We'll talk next week. Same to you, Ray and Bulldog. See and I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what, Bulldog, Cliffy Lyons and that in his day with all the bungers and the smokes, Cody Nestor would play him off a break. <laughs> but he can ride Dino Cody Nestor, I tell you. He's very, very good. This man can train James Cummins. Congratulations to him yesterday with the dual wins of two very popular horses in Kemantari and Cascadian. James, good morning. Good morning, Ray. How are you? Terrific. Happy Easter to you and your family. I know you've probably got an Easter egg hunt at the Cummings household very shortly, so we won't hold you up. But firstly, congratulations with Cascade. And it's not easy to go Australian Cup 2,000 metres back to Doncaster 1800, uh, 1,600 and then have a horse fresh enough for an elite 1,400-metre weight for age race yesterday. Outstanding effort by Cascadian. Yeah, thanks, Ray. And, you know, great credit has to go to the horse because he, he's, uh, he's been able to do all that and he's been able to use all the benefit of his runs in Melbourne uh, just hasn't run a bad race. His preparation mm. the entire time, Cascadian, and uh, and 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 yet again we saw that All Star Mile provide more outstanding form lines for the for the three major um, days of the Sydney Autumn, mm. and so I've, you know I've, we followed that with great interest, and we had um, you know from all those good form lines of Cascadian some confidence that the horse would be able to make amends for the unlucky placing that he had in the All Age Stakes twelve months ago. James, Kemantari and Cascadian, popular wins uh, with the crowd, but mm. they're also favourites at the Godolphin Stable. Yeah, you know what? You might have been able to tell. That, like when those, when those horses cross the line, you know, there's a, there's a great amount of euphoria amongst our group because those horses have brought us together and, we, you know, we've, we've supported them all the way through. They've been with us a long time and they're fully mature, so we've got to know them inside out and, mm. and we've been with them through the ups and the downs and, uh, and, and those old warriors, they're... They, they they form part of the the, the really tight knit fabric of our racing team and uh, and and actually as Vin Cox said the into, you know the entire Godolphin operation everyone from you know everyone from the from the marketing division at Kementari through to the gelding division as he pointed out yeah. has, have had something to do with him and um, and and that's because he's that's because he's gone full circle he's mm. you know he's even made it. I don't think I've ever had another horse that's made it to the breeding shed and uh, and, and got back to our racing barn. And Kim and Tari's done it, so he's um, he's touched he's touched everyone. And uh, it's a, it's an enormous thrill, you know. And uh, don't, don't worry, I got blokes like Wayne Hawke said, "Nah, you can't do that. What are you wasting your time for? You know, you're just on a hiding to nothing taking a horse like Kim and Tari. We try to do it with Guineas, we couldn't do it. You got you won't do it with Kim and Tari." And he's been all over the country winning races. It's yeah. been it's been a really good journey for us. And and uh, and and as long as Kemantari's thriving and loving it the way he looked to be yesterday, then uh, then I, I don't think there's any rush to be pulling up stumps with him. Oh, he's a magnificent looking horse. Always has been. Um, James, I think he <clears throat> for our listeners who aren't aware, he did go to start and was effectively pretty much infertile. But he did produce five live foals. Have you got? Any of those? I think they'll be their two-year-olds this season. Is that right, or, or will be coming two-year-olds this spring? Have you got any of the Kementaris that are around? Yeah, they'll be turning two in uh, in in in, uh, um, in the new season. Yeah. But we don't have any in our okay. racing division. We uh, we nearly did. There were two on offer at the Magic Means sale back in January, mm. and uh, and we liked them. But 
Uh, you know, it'll, it'll always be the great question for for me. What 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 might have been uh, a, a beautiful horse with a great acceleration, a Group One winner, and uh, and and you know, people will have their opinion about Nash's ride in the in the in the, in the narrowest of margins, br- brushing a rail and brushing a, the, the third horse in the process of getting through and claiming the win. But spare a thought for all the times that we thought. Yeah. Kevin Tara is a bit unlucky in racing, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 maybe we just got we just got one back there yesterday. So yeah, no. it'll be the great it'll be the great unknown. What might have been if he if he had have been able to generate you know um, um, three five three five hundred six hundred foals and had them out there racing and how good he might have been as a stallion. But fortunately, as um, as luck would you know as for, as you know the racing gods would have it, he was just about the greatest freak in nature. The most you know the most. Uh, <coughs> Um, infertile horse of all time, and, yeah. uh, and unfortunately, it was just not to be. Well, there was nothing wrong with his desire on the racetrack, as he showed yesterday, <clears throat> and it it capped a great day, and and indeed, James, a great carnival for your family. Of course, Edward had the Australian Cup and the Tancred Stakes with Jewess. You, of course, trained Animoto in the Rose Hill Guineas, amongst other stakes races, cascading yesterday. And I dare say you got a, a special kick as well as Edward did to see your father back in the in the Group One winners circle with She's Extreme in the Champagne Stakes. Yeah, I did actually. You know that that was uh, that was really worth a cheer when She's Extreme kicked for home and Tommy Berry just. I know that Dad and Tommy would have had a great plan together, and you know Tommy worked the horse room on Tuesday morning, and and, uh, and and Tommy and Tommy said to others, I don't think I've ever done work like that on a two-year-old in my entire career. I couldn't, couldn't believe it. And, you know, I, I knowing Tommy, who, who likes to help, help us train them from time to time, he would have, he would have, had, he would have had his doubting moments. <laughs> he would have helped his lunatic doing, yeah. but, uh, but he, but he had it right. He knew, he, he knew he needed to manufacture a way to, mm. um, to, 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 to outdo uh, Fireburn, who's just been this most superior wet track, wet track two-year-old with all these wet tracks. We've had this carnival and, and he and he managed to do it. Look, I think that you know the track was probably in her favour, you know. But they tactically were masterful yeah. with the track that they were presented with, and they and they and they got the group one. And listen, like you can't tell me she wasn't unlucky to finish a lot lot closer in the in the golden slipper, correct, and just nothing went right for, for she's extreme. So, so for Rob Crabtree and uh, and Dad at his stable and and Tommy Berry, that was a big result for them. And uh, and for my team, you know. For the guys in the background, for me that do the that do the numbers, they've tallied up. You know how they do in the, the Melbourne Cup week; they might mm. tally up who the leading jockeys and the leading trainers were. But my uh, my 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 guys, Dominic Byrne and Cash Carson, have done crunched the numbers, and they said that our team were the leading stable in the three three major days of the Randwick Carnival. So, Fantastic! Um, yeah. That's you know just just beat just beat um, Richie Richie Callender stable there by one, and um, and, uh, and we, we, that's pretty that's a proud moment for us, but. As Richie says, we don't we don't need to <laughs> we don't need to be given any more confidence. But it goes to show that well, our staff are putting all their hard yards in, and they're they're desperate in the right places. And yeah. you know we're 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 always up and about for a, for a good carnival, and we aim high with our horses. So um, so you know you don't always get the big the big days go your way, but um, the entirety of the carnival that's, that that shows we're in the mix, and uh, and, and the recipe's right. Exactly, yeah. Well, congratulations on a tremendous success. And just finally, James, you, you ready for that Easter hunt with the with the kids? You know what? The Easter hunt was done at the crack of dawn, <laughs> and um, and you should you should you should see the mess. <laughs> yeah, you, the best the best bit was the best bit was when my son Harvey came running into the room and he said he said Dad Dad he said the Easter bunny even dropped off two trophies for you. <laughs> 
I reckon you've got to run with it. I reckon the lovely Monica will have you cleaning up the mess all day today, James. So, hey, look, James, happy Easter to you and your family, and congratulations on a, on a wonderful autumn carnival. Thanks, guys. Thanks, James. There's James Cummings, trainer for Godolphin. They've had a terrific carnival. Even though they had funny how racing swings and roundabouts. You know, last week they they won a race, but they went home after Animo and Colette and Emanate ran last in the last three races. And here they are yesterday. Kementari and Cascadian winning the big ones for him. It swings and roundabouts this sport. Tanya's in studio for the scratchings. Tan, good morning. Morning, morning everyone. Looking at racing today at New South Wales at Dubbo and Nara, and we'll look at the numbers for the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Let's start with Dubbo. The weather is fine. The track is soft five. The rail is true. Penetrometer 5.92 and there are 35 scratchings. From race one, take number nine, Finding Alice, number nine. Race two, number nine, Just My Luck, 12, Rupi Casso, Emergencies 17 and 18, 9, 12, 17, 18. Race 3, number 2, I am convincing. 9, Lady is waiting. 12, Poets Octave and Emergency 18, 2, 9, 12, 18. Race 4, number 5, Wadger. 7, Big Dog Got to Eat. 10, Rhythmic Song. 11, Tillman. And 13, Frau Holly. Also the Emergency 16. 5, 7, 10, 11, 13 and 16. Race 5, number 6, Grand Ellie and 13, Blue Sky Moon, 6 and 13. Race 6, number 2, Extra Flash and 8, Dolly Jane, 2 and 8. Out of the 7th, number 2, Schiller's Mist, 6, Spillia, 12, Super Looker, 13, Chesty, Emergency 16, 2, 6, 12, 13 and 16. Race 8, number 9, Sweet Home Alabama, 11, Spritzer Saritza, Emergencies 15 and 16, 9, 11, 15, 16. And out of race 9, number 2, Eclair Rhythm, 5, Me and Del, 6, Noble Cause, 8, Knees, 11, Poet Lad, 12, Charlie Flyer and the Emergency 16, 2, 5, 6, 8, 11, 12 and 16 from race 9 at Dubbo. Nara, the weather is fine. The track a heavy nine. The rail is true and there are 18 scratchings. Race one, take out three, Golden Sky. Nine, I am spirited and ten, just Sandy. Three, nine and ten. Race two, number one, Manconi. Four, Deep Finesse and seven, Sir Rastus. One, four and seven. Race three, number one, Eleves. Two, Absolutely Foxy. Five off to Moe's and six, Sweet Home Alabama. One, two, five and six. Race four, number eight, Las Vegas Girl, number eight. Out of the fifth, number one, First Love. Seven, Exploitive. Twelve, Flying Grace and thirteen, Little Genie. One, seven, twelve and thirteen. And race six, number one, Eyes to Eye. Five, Bastida and eight, The Boomerang. One, five and eight from race six at Nowra. And up to the Sunshine Coast where the weather is overcast. The track is soft five. The rail out four metres the entire course and there are 33 scratchings. Out of race one, take numbers four, six and eight. Four, six, eight. Race two is clear. Race three, take out three and four. Three and four. From race four, numbers one, five, six, 12 and 15. One, five, six, 12, 15. Race five, numbers one, five, 11 and 14. One, five, 11 and 14. To race six, take out three, five, nine and 11. Three, five, nine and 11. From the seventh, numbers one, two, four, five, six, seven, 15. One, two, four, five, six, seven and 15. And out of the last race, eight, take out five, six, nine, 11, 14, 15, 18 and 19. 
5, 6, 9, 11, 14, 15, 18 and 19 from race 8 at the Sunshine Coast. Ten just before we go mm. to Ray for his tips and the news, Chris texts in about Ray's stroganoff. Oh, Plenty of cream with the beef strog, fresh <laughs> sliced button mushrooms and you've got to have it with spinach fettuccine. Well, I bought the mushrooms already sliced, so right, I so helped him out in that <laughs> way. Okay, so sweet there. Yeah, I've got plenty of sour cream. But the thing is, you know, I've got to work in the morning, so it could be a bit dicey. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a dodgy. You reckon you might be out <laughs> Could be out of play. <laughs> could be out of play. But thank you for the suggestion, by the way. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Tips today, um, apart from my beast struggle, which is terrible. Race one, number two, Knife's Edge at Dubbo. Into race seven, number one, Dethroned. At now a race one, number five, Rockerfort. Into race six, number two, Credit Crunch. Here's the news. Hello, I'm Sarah Wombe. Australian jockey Craig Williams and his Ukrainian wife Lisa have delivered aid to the war-ravaged country. The couple packed four huge suitcases and headed off on a journey to personally deliver 92 Special Forces trauma kits. The champion jockey has returned. He says seeing the devastation in Ukraine was life-changing. A greater respect and appreciation for the the liberties and the, how fortunate we are here. Meantime, Ukraine claims Russia plans to restrict access in and out of Mariupol in the coming days. This would seal the besieged city and prevent further humanitarian evacuations. Ukraine believes Russian forces plan to implement checkpoints to monitor and restrict movement between districts. Both the Prime Minister and Labor leader are attending church services this morning to celebrate Easter Sunday. Reporter Lucy Gray. Scott Morrison is spending the morning with his wife and two daughters at his local church in Sydney's Sutherland Shire. The PM will attend a Pentecostal service at Horizon Church to mark the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Up north in the Sunshine State, Labor leader Anthony Albanese is marking Easter Sunday at St Monica's Catholic Cathedral here in Cairns. Both leaders are offering Australians a message of hope after what's been a trying two years dealing with the pandemic. The Easter long weekend is also providing some reprieve from the ferocity of the election campaign. Diabetes patients will save thousands of dollars a year as glucose monitoring machines are set to be listed on the pharmaceutical benefits scheme. The $273 million pledge will help an extra 71,000 people with type 1 diabetes. It means sufferers will only pay up to $32.50 for the devices. Victoria's opposition has called on the state government to prioritise the easing of remaining COVID restrictions. The opposition's David Davis says the time has come to get back to as near normal as possible. Victoria, Melbourne set the world record at 263 days of harsh, hard lockdown. It's time we moved on to a more relaxed approach. The Australian Medical Association says despite the Omicron outbreak appearing to have peaked in Western Australia, it's likely the daily COVID cases will remain in the thousands for another month. The state recorded over 6,000 new cases yesterday. The AMA WA President, Dr Mark Duncan-Smith, has told the ABC cases will remain high. What we're going to enter at this stage is a prolonged plateau phase where we're going to see case numbers on a thrilling three-day average, somewhere between five and 8,000 cases a day for up to even a month. 
before we actually see it start to tail off again. Northern Territory Police have charged a man with murder after an alleged domestic assault in Darwin's CBD earlier this month. A 54-year-old man was found with head injuries near his home. He was taken to hospital but died last week. The 51-year-old man will face court next week. And Prince Harry has met Team Australia in the lead-up to the Invictus Games in the Netherlands. This is Air News. The Sea Eagles have held off a fast-finishing Titans outfit to win 26-18 in the NRL. The Eagles led 24-4 at half-time. Manly coach Des Hassler says his side invited the opposition into the contest. Just played a really well-managed game of footy in the second half. Probably a, a couple of injuries, but uh, we were probably a little bit guilty of, uh, yeah, of uh, you know, giving away field position too easily. Uh, they're a dangerous side. The Storm defeated the Sharks 34 to 18. St Kilda have proved too strong for the Gold Coast, lifting the team to third place on the AFL ladder. The Saints recording a 26-point win. Coach Brendan Laid says the shock of their round one loss is behind them. Everyone thought it was doom and gloom after round one, but you know we've put some good, good work together in the last four weeks and just been really consistent in what we're going after, so it's been good. The Demons celebrating a big win over the Giants 120-53. to The Crows beat the Tigers 101-82. to The New South Wales Wales Waratahs have beaten the Western Force in their Super Rugby clash, winning 41-24. to Wins also to the Hurricanes and Chiefs. Melbourne United have taken another step towards securing the regular season NBL Championship, beating the Brisbane Bullets 88-79. to The Wildcats down the Taipans 106-87. to And three Australian surfers have made it through to the semi-finals at Bells Beach. Australian Independent Radio News. For all the best in racing and all the latest in sport, this is Sky Sports Radio. Coming to you via 96.9 FM Kuma, 97.1 FM Junee, 87.6 FM Tumut and 88 FM Yamba. There are so many opportunities in the current Magic Millions online sale. Featuring the 52-lot Spendthrift Australia unreserved dispersal sale. From weanlings and yearlings to broodmares, there's something for everyone across all levels of the market. Many of the world's leading thoroughbred families are represented. The catalogue also includes a 34-lot online unreserved reduction sale from Yulong. To view the catalogue and to register and bid, visit magicmillions.online. But hurry, bidding closes on Wednesday. Lionel, what is April known for? Fools! It's not always about you, Lionel. Hot cross buns? Not about you. I know where this is going. Where is it going? The Bingley April sale. It's going off. It's going on. It's going off, Mum, with huge deals store-wide. Fridges, TVs, coffee machines, washing machines, dryers, cooktops, soundbars, computers and more. It's on now, the April sale at Bingley. Australian family-owned for 65 years. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Star your home with freedom. Save up to 30% off all homewares, including cushions, rugs, lighting, wall art and more. Hurry, 30% off all homewares is on for a limited time, only at Freedom. Slow down in the fog this morning. It's particularly heavy out in the northwest. Parramatta Road steady around Flemington Market, seeing a bit of movement though westbound through Granville towards the M4. Cumberland Highway slumming southbound through Wentworthville down towards the Great Western Highway and roadworks the Carl Expressway over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Try new throat gummies from the makers of Super. 
smoothers, two great flavours, lemon and lime and butter menthol. They're the chewy way to coat your throat, available in supermarkets and pharmacies now. I'm Philippa, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. Sydney today on Easter Sunday, partly cloudy, heading for a top of 24. Melbourne, lovely sunny Sunday, winds easing a top of 28 degrees. Brisbane, partly cloudy and 26. Over in Perth, mostly sunny and 23 degrees. Adelaide, an afternoon shower or two today, heading for a top of 25 degrees. Hobart, warm 26 degrees, possible late shower or two. Darwin, mostly sunny and 34. And in Canberra, morning fog than a sunny Easter Sunday heading for a top of 23. Morris out, playing to the right-hand side with Yo and Martin! The Panthers have got them on toast now. We might be about to see some tries start to rain down. What will happen next? It is Cristiano Ronaldo! Siren, 67 point demolition tonight for the D's. Shuffler outshines them all at Augusta. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Uh, Easter Sunday. Hope everyone's going to enjoy a great day with family. And thanks for joining us. We've got a big second hour of the show coming up. Peter Peters will join us shortly. Anthony Cummings, trainer of She's Extreme. League Super Quiz a little bit later this hour. Dino, score check. Uh, Wayne's text in. Ray 6, Bulldog 4. Thank you, double agent. Outstanding. Um, Glenn Munsey is filling in for Jared Daffy again today. Speaking to Jared late yesterday, he's on the mend, but um, still not quite well enough to come back on the show. We hope he's back next Sunday. So thanks to Glenn for filling in. Phil Moss will talk the world of football. Plenty of happening there with Liverpool beating Manchester City at Wembley overnight in the FA Cup semi-final 3-2. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on the open line 13 53 53 SMS 0419767272. Anything to do with sport and our talk topic today is your Easter Sunday sporting tradition, whether it's watching the footy or playing in the backyard with the kids, let us know what is your normal staple sport on an Easter Sunday. For me, Dino, it's just taking a quiet beer and watching that 4.05 game. Yeah, sounds like a ripper. Welcome back, everybody, and good morning to you yet again. Ray, dear, the SMSs are flying in about your beef stroganoff. Oh, sad, isn't it? <laughs> Manly Man Al says, Ray, head to the meal section in the freezer and look for a Garlo's family pie. Follow the instruction pack. <laughs> That sounds about right. Probably easiest. Uh, getting down here, Ray Shane from Butterham says, I can't believe Ray hasn't been selected on MasterChef. Oh, no. Jeez. And what about this? I, I burn toast in 18. What about this, though? Yeah. Peter from Wyong. Mm-hmm. He's got you. Oh. Another free gig for Thomas. Oh, no doubt referring to the Chairman's Lounge at Blue It's the only Stadium. free gig I've had this year. 
It's the only one. I pay my freight everywhere I go. All right. It costs us a fortune in Combank. Okay. Just, just right. making. I'm just keeping you honest, right? Gee. I took my daughter out. Okay. So it was good to catch up with my Mate, Why are you defending it to me? Because I feel embarrassed that you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. The next bloke we're going to speak to, he's never embarrassed about a freebie. Well, let's ask him. Peter Peters is on the line. Sorb, good morning. Happy Easter to you and Kaz and the family, mate. Good morning, uh, Raymond. Morning, Bulldog. And yes, I was in the chairman's house last night. At, uh, <laughs> Does anyone pay time. on this show? I beg your pardon? Does anyone pay grand entry anymore on this show? Well, I'm sorry, Bulldog. You, uh, last time I saw you was on a FaceTime call. You look very flushed, mate. Um, at we FaceTime. the Skiff Club on Friday. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Were you? We had a couple of beers down at the Skiff Club. And did you take centre and leg, did you, Dino? One of Zorba's good mates. Adam was down there and we got Zorba on FaceTime. It certainly, <laughs> sure did. It certainly <laughs> took the edge off my fish and chips, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, so, hey, listen, mate, um, well, I was texting you from, from Penrith on Friday night and the Panthers 40, Broncos 12. A bit like the Sharks last night, uh, Melbourne 34, Sharks 18. But for Broncos and Sharks supporters, they can take a lot out of those losses, Zorb. Well, certainly the Sharks can. Mm. Um, they, uh, they look good. They, they, got, they got buried by a monster masterclass last night. The price of Cameron Munster, and, and he and his manager have done well um, to just sit in the sidelines now and say, right, oh, um, bring bring the offers in. He is going to be, um, I reckon, the highest paid player in the game mm. uh, come his next contract. And like, it was a game of the year last night, individual performance of the year, 34 to 18 win by the Storm over the Sharks. It looks a big margin. It wasn't that, there wasn't that much difference between the two teams. The difference was the man in number six, Cameron Munster. He laid on two stunning tries, scored a cracker himself. He went to a level of sheer class, which is exclusive to special players. It's um, been reported today that up to seven clubs want his signature for 2023. I would imagine they all would. Whether they've got the money to pay is another thing. Um, Melbourne, um, really hard to beat at Amy, and the Sharks gave it a good crack. Pappenhausen, I spoke last weekend and I urged our, our listeners to get on him as top price point scorer for uh, this this season. Trying seven out of seven last night, would you believe? 18 points to continue his point scoring blitz. He's averaging 16 a game. Um, mm. He'll be the first to 100 by a long way this year. Um, you spoke about the Brisbane Broncos. I, um, I got a lot of big question mark over Kevin Walters, the coach. I think it's a dumb move by Brisbane to uh, sign him to an extra year without seeing how he's going this year. Um, there's going to be no one in the market for him, so why they did it, I don't know. Um, and I thought they were—they uh, tried hard, but they're not not the class of the uh, of the top teams. Penrith didn't play at their best, but they um, they still won by 40 points to 12. So that doesn't speak too much um, mm. about where the Broncos are going to going to end up this year. I. They're going to be in the bottom bottom five or six for sure. Zorb, you want to talk about the Channel 9 coverage? Well, Bulldog, I've been away on the Gold Coast um, this week um, and uh, I had no choice because the, the place that I stayed didn't have Fox. On Thursday night and Friday this week, I was, as I said, in the Gold Coast, no Fox to watch. I was left with no choice but to watch Channel 9's coverage of the NRL. 
And I've got to say, the biggest rap I can give them is that it's awful. What has happened, and I haven't seen it for a while because I've been enjoying Pox, um, what has happened at the former flagship of Australian TV sports coverage? The commentary was second rate and the analysis not much better. Great ex-players don't always make great commentators. Most have no real news sense and struggle to get their knowledge across. Fox Sports have four or five better callers than nine have. It seems as though the great Way Warren has virtually retired. I haven't heard from Rabbits for a long time. But if Rabbits is retiring, so too should the person in charge of putting the rugby league coverage together. It is bloody awful. I feel sorry for the people that, um, that can't afford Fox and, um, and don't have Fox because you're missing out on um, a much better coverage. I can't believe nine have dropped to the level they have. They're lucky. Um, they've got Phil Gould and um, and um, Joey Johns and, and, to a lesser extent, Brad Fittler. But we seem to have a whole lot of Queenslanders shoved down our throat and it doesn't make for good television sport. Mm. Uh, on a different subject, Sorby, you like me, you're, you're missing the, the big league magazine. Well, I'm missing going to the game. I mean, I, I know... Um, the Manly team inside out, and I know most of the opposition, but there are sometimes a reserve that I don't know and Correct, a, a yeah. few other players, and, and there's nothing, right? For two years, COVID has knocked us around in our mm. great game, and I can understand big league not being not being put out there, but crowds are back, and they're back in a big way, particularly over this Easter weekend. I don't think I've seen, well, I haven't seen a bigger crowd on the hill at Brookvale and was there last night for the game against the Gold Coast Titans. It was a heaving, screaming crowd giving their support. It was back to the halcyon days of um, of um, Bretton, Glenn mm. Stewart, and Jamie Lyon and Chuck Watmore and Beaver Menzies. There were 17,000 at Brookvale last night. The Hill, they were, they were standing up at the back, probably five, six deep at the back of the Hill. It was awesome. But People are going blind to the footy, not even a team sheet. The NRL has got a big staff on media, or they did have. They've got NRL.com, which is a great website. Use those people and put something out for the fans, or else order the clubs to have at least team sheets available for people when they, that pay their dollars to go in and at least they get, get a team sheet if they want one. You know, it's a little thing. Gee, I reckon it's important because I used to always sit there with the big league, and you're, you're always referring to it when you're watching a game of footy at the ground, even at home. So it's, it wouldn't be hard to do, would it? Yes, well, it was... I don't think it'd be hard to do. The yeah. time's right. I mean, Ray, you go to the football a lot mm. with your wife. Mm. And you both know your own teams that you follow, but there's got to be players in the opposition you don't know, and you'd just like to look up and say, oh, number, number 16's a good player. What's his name? Boom. You've got it. It's easy to do. Mm. Let's do it. I like it, Dino. Zorba, there's a rising star at Manly. You haven't revealed to us off air who it is, but I have a feeling his first name starts with H. <laughs> yeah, he sure is. Mm. Isn't he a player? Amoli Okal... Olakalatu. Olakalatu. Origin player in waiting. He wow. is. Mm. He sure is. Two tries last night against the Titans. Could easily have had two more. And as I said, that heaving crowd on the hill... He went over to them. Uh, well, he had to exit the field with uh, heavy cramps from that side of the field. And 
they gave him a rip-roaring um, send-off, and then after the game, he limped over to them, and uh, and they gave him they gave him an even bigger uh, bigger cheer. Uh, I mean, this boy um, went down to training at uh, Narrabeen to watch training uh, with his good mate Josh Schuster, and um, someone at Manly saw the size of him and said, "Look." Instead of watching training sessions, this is when he was a, uh, a younger player, um, why don't you come and have a game? And he did. And look what they've got. Mm. I thought he was outstanding last night. And um, you're right, he is going to be a... Um, he's going to be knocking on the door. I know Freddie Fittler thinks, uh, thinks highly of him. And uh, he's certainly a, uh, a terrific edge forward. Mm. Uh, with Schuster coming back uh, probably in the next week from a long lay. He hasn't played this year, of course. It's going to improve the manly uh, forward skill, and um, they'll build pretty nicely going into this season. Hey, so before we get your um, tips for the remaining three games in round six, uh, rugby league has lost a former um, Australian player who you knew well. Yeah, I did, and um, and I was shocked last night when I heard of his passing, um, and and um, Tony Brown. Is 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 the is the player that I'm referring to? Um, Tony was 86. Mm. Um, he was a 584 uh, Newtown, New South Wales, and Australia. Uh, he played 119 games for Newtown uh, between 1956 and 1964. He lived over at Narrabeen on the northern beaches for um, the latter part of his life, the last 20 or 30 years that I know of, and. Um, my research and history and, and my memory tells me that he may have been Penrith's first ever captain back in 1967 uh, when they came into the premiership. He he played, as I said, for Newtown between 1956 and 64. Then he was lured into second division in Penrith and to help guide them into the then New South Wales Rugby League. Mm. Um, I understand he had a fall on... Friday night um, and uh, hit his head and um, unfortunately um, um, couldn't be revived. Um, really sad, mm. tremendous bloke, toured with the 1959 Kangaroos. He's in the Newtown Jets team of the century, played 10 times for Australia, nine for New South Wales, and he was a wonderful, wonderful bloke. Yeah. I often had a coffee with him well, around about five years ago down at Narrabeen, um, uh, after after footy training and things like that, he um, he loves the game and he'll be sorely missed. Well said, Zorba. Now our condolences go to to Tony Brown's family and uh, on Easter Sunday. Hey, Zorba, we'll, we'll get your tips. There's three games to complete round six. This is an interesting one this afternoon. Roosters take on the Warriors head to head. The Roosters are a dollar eighteen. Warriors are four eighty. The line is fourteen and a half. Zorba. Yeah, it's been documented today, just quickly, Ray and, mm. uh, and Bulldog, uh, that, that Jake Trevojevic was seen taking the, um, helping the kids take the uh, the pads off the goalpost after full time last night. So too did the um, so too did the uh, Gold Coast captain Tino Fasimalu. Um, Fifteen minutes after the game, on the field helping um, helping young kids uh, remove the uh, the pads. Um, because they were struggling with it. He was talking to fans and saw the kids struggling and went and helped Good them on. out. I thought yeah. it was a nice touch. Good okay, today, Roosters versus Warriors. Roosters 13-plus at mm-hmm. the Sydney Cricket Ground. That's the kickoff at 2 o'clock. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. St George Illawarra, I think, can win this game against the Knights. I think the Knights are really reeling at the moment. Um, a lot of conjecture over their fullback, Caelan Ponga, and I don't think it's doing them much good. They need to settle that. Uh, St George Illawarra, 1-12 against the Knights. And tomorrow, Easter Monday, 4 o'clock kickoff at Combank. And it is uh, Parramatta and West Tigers. How many by by uh, Parramatta? I think I'll, yeah. uh, I'll yeah. win by 20. So oh, 13 oh. plus for Parramatta. Just quickly, St. George Illawarra, that's the close one. Lines one and a half at the head-to-head St. George, $1.77. The Knights are $2.05. And Parramatta Tigers tomorrow, you're right, Sorb. Head-to-head, the Eels are $1.06. The Tigers are $9. The line, 21 and a half. Dino? Zorb, before we go, a couple of SMSs. Phil and Newey says, regarding uh, regarding the free-to-air broadcasting, I sync the radio call to the TV, which is much better. No name on this one, Zorb, but they've had a crack at you. Tell Zorba oh, there's... What a surprise. <laughs> tell Zorba there's your phone to look up the team sheets. Soon he'll be asking for the closest video store. <laughs> Why are people like that, Zorba? Why do they like well, to pick that, on you? that is a really dumb call. <laughs> you know, what's his name, that bloke? No name on that one. <laughs> no, no, well, there you go. Not doesn't have the courage to put his name on it. There you go. So really They're talking the fans. If he hasn't got the courage to put his name on it, I will not answer the question, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zorb. Hey, Zorb, enjoy your Easter Sunday, mate. Thanks for joining See us. We'll Zorb. talk next week. Funny, and it's Greek Easter next weekend. I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they're always a week behind, the, apparently. But <laughs> right. hey, We're a thousand years behind. <laughs> Good on you, Zorb. Enjoy your Sunday, mate. There's Peter Peters joining us, as always, on a Sunday, and uh, he goes right to the chase when it comes to rugby league news. Gary's been waiting patiently. Gary, good morning, and happy Easter to you and your family. Gary? You too, Ray. Good morning. I just want to speak about two teams that didn't make the eight last year. One's Cronulla and one's Canterbury. They both fought hard, and the difference between the two teams is their passing game. If they cancelled each other out in every other aspect of the game, Cronulla beat Canterbury by a long way only on their passing game alone. And you shouldn't be losing on a passing game. So I say to Canterbury and Phil Gould, the man who's got the last day of Canterbury, I've got two problems with Canterbury. One is their defence. Their defence is awkward. And over 80 minutes, they lose more energy tackling the opposition. It should be the other way around. That's number one. And number two, why in the world do we have meetings and we should be practising more on the basics, more so on passing. They're the two things I'm very, very disappointed with with Canterbury. I don't understand why they're not working overtime on basics, like Cronulla. Dino? We're chalk and cheese compared to the two. It's a good call. Dino, what do you yeah, Gary's a good call. Look, yeah. I think the Sharks recruited very well. They not only recruited Save the dogs. for ability. Mm. Yeah, but I just think the Sharks' recruitment was more... About culture as well, Roy. Mm. Nico Hines, Dale Finucane, Cam McGuinness. I'm not suggesting the Dogs' recruitment was poor, but they bought players that had had a few you know, incidents throughout their careers. But the Dogs, uh, the Sharks rather, their recruitment of Finucane in particular, mm. its attitude, its culture, mm. it's more just as much away from the field as it is on the field. And I think that's really showing in the field this year. Cronulla looks very good and looks like they've really got a whole yeah. new culture 
throughout that entire club. They're a good football team. Just before we go to a quick break, remiss me not to make mention this earlier, Dino, and, of course, the passing of Jack Newton, an Australian golfing legend, died late last week, aged 72. Um, tremendous player, Jack, won the Australian Open in 1979. He just missed in the Masters, finishing second in 1980. Uh, he won on the PGA Tour in America. He won three times on the European Tour Tremendous golfer. I know you went to a couple of his golf days up um, near Cessnock and uh, terrific man, wonderful legacy he has left for the game of golf. Yeah, absolutely. I was talking to Clint, his son, about Jack only a few days ago and obviously Jack has had his uh, health Mm. uh, issues in recent years. That Jack Newton golf classic, Ray, well, it's called the Jack now. It was wonderful three days, so many big names up there, but they're all in awe of Jack, not only Mm. as a golfer, but just as a person and what he's done for golf, I don't think you can accurately sort of put put a put a figure on what he's done, Ray. And it would be a terrible loss. He said mm. he'd had his troubles, Jack. And but in terms of the the golfing legacy that he leaves, it, it is enormous, and Correct. he will never ever be forgotten in Australian golf. Yeah, our thoughts also with Jack Newton's family. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Racing HQ. Monday. Putters post-mortem. On the pace. And Monday's experts. Tuesday. Richard Callender. And going greyhounds. Wednesday. Matt Jones. Nathan Exelby. And the Sydney Metro preview. Thursday. Chris Roots. And Jock Lalogli. Friday. Ray Thomas. Shane O'Cass. The putters panel. And finding winners. Plus the whip around. Every morning. Start your race day with Dave Stanley and Racing HQ. For everything that's good about racing. With Play Central on the Tab app, you can watch the greatest racing from Australia and around the world wherever you want. Like while working on your tan at the beach. Flicking between Sky Racing 1, 2 and Thoroughbred Central while waiting for your car to be washed. And you can watch and bet while you're getting a short back and sides. Play Central, only on the Tab app. Tab, long may we play. Available online for Tab account customers only. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. Here's the star witness cult to be trained by Joe Pride at Warwick Farm, a rising two-year-old three-quarter brother to group winner and successful young sire star turn. A brother to three winners and a half-brother to Cordilla who's won five. 5%, 3900 and 200 a month covers costs. Two and a half percent shares available. For PDS, call Shelley or Rod on 0352749171 or see the website hancocks.com.au. Free replacement offer. That's hancocks.com.au. AFSL 227365. Lionel, what is April known for? Fools! It's not always about you, Lionel. Hot cross buns? Not about you. I know where this is going. Where is it going? The Bingley April sale. It's going off. It's going on. It's going off, Mum, with huge deals store-wide. Fridges, TVs, coffee machines, washing machines, dryers, cooktops, soundbars, computers and more. It's on now, the April sale at Bingley. Australian family-owned for 65 years. She's extreme inside the 200, a length and a half clear from Fireburn. She's trying. She's extreme still in front. Fireburn lifting late. She's extreme clinging on from Fireburn. And she's extreme flips the result this time. She's extreme wins the grip one. Champagne stakes by a half length to Fireburn. A big gap back to Williamsburg. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. We're about to be joined by Anthony Cummings. But Dino, um, you've got a person who's listening 
from his hospital bed. Yeah, the great yeah. Peter Wynn. He's on the mend. He fractured his right hip and it had a uh, hip replacement. Mm. So while he's in hospital, he's got the show on his phone, on his app. We'll and just... the great Wally Wynn, we wish you all the very best in your recovery. <laughs> Tanya and I were discussing it last night because we heard he was in hospital. And Tanya said she could ring Wally and tell him all he needs to know about hip replacement. So. And Wally, if you are listening, <laughs> we have the great Brett Kenny on at 10 past nine to talk about the game tomorrow. And se- also yeah. Parramatta's 75th anniversary. Wally couldn't go to the function at Bank mm. West during the week, obviously, because he was in hospital. Yeah, he was, he was certainly there in spirit. Terrific scenes post the Champagne Stakes yesterday. Thrilling contest. She's extreme, holding off Fireburn to win the Group 1. Trainer Anthony Cummings is online. Anthony, good morning. Happy Easter to morning. you. And congratulations with She's Extreme because you said after the size you had two weeks to find a length and a half. You found it, Anthony. Yeah, that and a little bit more. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, um, the, it was good. I mean, it was just nice to see a under what we thought she was capable of, uh, sort of lent on a pedigree, uh, a clever ride from Tommy, uh, got the other filly out of the comfort zone far earlier than she's used to, uh, and that certainly told her the finish. Mm. But both these fillies have had some terrific battles through the autumn, had plenty of racing, but it's a credit to you and also to Gary Portelli, trainer of Fireburn. They both turned up yesterday, both turned up in top form, and both put on that sort of a show. Yeah, I mean, with, with my filly, certainly, I think it's the best that she presented. It's amazing, uh, she, Her coat was much better. She looked a bit rounder and sort of carried more strength into the race than she had previously. And I just think the, the step out in distance and her work and, and the step in the race uh, helped her. It was more of a staying pedigree, perhaps, than the other filly. Uh, and I think that, you know, really told in, those, uh, in the last week that underrated. Anthony, you've won bigger races, but you got quite emotional with the win of uh, She's Extreme. Yeah, I'm probably just getting old and stupid. Um, <laughs> <the>, um, <laughs> uh, oh, I think it's a bit different these days with the boys and doing what they're doing. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, they keep you on on your toes. Sort of the, um, and it's just, it's a, uh, a great thing uh, for the family. We're, we're all firing and it's, mm. um, you know, uh, happy old father, I suppose. Yeah, well, it has been some carnival for the Cummings family. Um, James was there yesterday with Cascadian winning the All Age. Of course, Edward won the, the Tancred with Duas as well as other Group 1s. So, yeah. uh, tremendous performance. And, and I think the boys got it's just as big a kick out of you winning with Cheese Extreme. Well, I think so. I mean, and that's like it's... Um, yeah, we all recognise how difficult it can be, uh, you know, how testing the business is. Uh, and to go along and be able to operate at that top end, you know, the, the three of us at the same time, you know, is uh, very satisfying. Yeah, exactly. How, how did she pull up? I know there's probably nothing to go to now, which is fair enough. She's had a long prep. Yeah. G- Gary Portilli was quoted um, during the week. He wasn't sure what he would do with Fireburn in the spring because of that golden slipper hangover, etc. And you were asked that question yesterday, and, and you did make reference to Casino Prince. So... What are your thoughts going into the spring with She's Extreme? And what did you learn from the Casino uh, Prince experience, Anthony? Yeah, there were similarities with both that horse, also Prince Farwas as well, in that they had that sort of staying potential in their pedigree. Mm. uh, And the break was not really long enough and then come back fresh enough and get back the the, the speed in their leaps to be effective over the short course. So, you know, it would be, you know, she'd come back. You know, it's going to be probably a six or eight weeks from now, come back and the plan wouldn't be to run until probably September mm-hmm. uh, and then be very um, critical of what she does 
uh, to the, the, the point where if she doesn't perform to the right level, she'll go back out again and come back and have the autumn. Because the, the autumn in Sydney these days is just uh, enormous. Uh, and, um, you know, you need to be there, you know, uh, on all cylinders working to, make, to, to get the best out of that. Yeah. And if we get another wet autumn, we know she's extreme handles it. Hey, Anthea, I was hoping you're still okay to come on this week, next week, tomorrow, but you have got some good chances at Warwick Farm to, um, tomorrow afternoon. I was interested in your thoughts on a couple, if I could ask you. Thomas sure. is having first start. Beautifully bred horse. You trained the sire and damn smart mm. missile and ain't she grand. Loved Thomas Lava's trial the other day. And Philip Fun, I think you found the right race for Philip Fun. Yeah, I think so. I'm mean, really pleased with both of those uh, two fillies, so I'm filling them there. And uh, Tarazi as well. She probably wasn't yeah. as obvious in the trials, uh, but nevertheless, she's there to run a good race. So I think they've got some nice chances there, but um, it's my dear wife's birthday tomorrow, so chances are I'll be missing for the races. Okay. Uh, at command performance, another part of town, but. Uh, I'll be, I'll, I should be okay to do that. Uh, it can be anything. Uh, well, hopefully that's okay. We'll, we'll contact yeah. about midday, Anthony. Hopefully not hold you up. But we'll wish Bernadette um, happy birthday for us tomorrow. Happy Easter to you and your family, and congratulations with the winner She's Extreme yesterday, Anthony. Yeah, thanks very much. Is Anthony Cummings, trainer of She's Extreme. Well, I'm lucky, Dino. He's going to delay his birthday lunch with his beautiful wife just to do my show. Isn't that tremendous tomorrow? And he's a good man to do yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of SMSs too, Ray, about yeah. Zorba's comment about big league, saying bring back our big league, we miss it, and that it's a big gap in the rugby league community. But of course, Ray, we shouldn't neglect that the Daily Telegraph does mm. each week run all the team sheets, uh, New South Wales Cup, Jersey flag, NRL, uh, in its lift out, which comes out every I'll leave that on my coffee Thursday. Table every yeah. Thursday. Yeah, it's not a big league in terms of a, a, a standalone magazine, mm. but if you do want all your teams. It's uh, grab the team sheets in the big uh, in the Daily Telegraph rather every Thursday. Okay, morning. now before we call, score check is six four. Confirmed by Wayne, who says he's not a double agent. He said that, but we have a little issue for Wayne. We have to resolve. Yes, he hasn't got his money. Yeah, we, we'll get onto that. Wayne, we'll get onto that during this this break. But call now, everyone thirteen fifty three fifty three to play the league super quiz. That's thirteen. 53-53 to be part of the League Super Quiz. Hunter's Postmortem with Ron Duppercy. None of those horses would have had any experience at all galloping in that. Glenn Muncy. Horses that you looked at that you didn't think would handle the ground got through it all right. Dean Lester. I thought the two highlights, one took 30 seconds to create and that was Nashua Willis' ride on Think It Over and one took 30 years to create and that was Damien Oliver breaking George Moore's record. Hunter's Postmortem. Tuesday morning from 9, Racing HQ. Hawkesbury Race Club invites you to Hawkesbury Cup Day, Saturday, 30th of April. The iconic standalone Saturday meet now features 10 races and over $1.4 million in prize money, highlighted by the $200,000 Hawkesbury Gold Cup. With stunning views of the Blue Mountains, live entertainment, food trucks and fashions on the field, it's an unmissable event. Tickets just $20. Hospitality packages available. Join us for a day of racing and celebration, Saturday, 30th of April. HawksburyRaceClub.com.au Lionel, what is April known for? Fools! It's not always about you, Lionel. Or cross buns? Not about you. 
I know where this is going. Where is it going? The Bingley April sale. It's going off. It's going on. It's going off, Mum, with huge deals store-wide. Fridges, TVs, coffee machines, washing machines, dryers, cooktops, soundbars, computers and more. It's on now, the April sale at Bingley. Australian family-owned for 65 years. Closing soon, Hancock's Racing Number 10 Limited. Own and race seven horses for three years for just $1,450 and nothing more to pay. Five-month payment plan available. Horses in five states with leading trainers ready to start racing late April. For prospectus, call Shelley or Rod on 0352749171 or see website hancocks.com.au. That's 0352749171. No, no, leave it, leave it. <laughs> Deliciously flaky on air, pastry on top. A bottom which is rolled extra thin. Let's forget that ever happened, Ray. <laughs> and filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about Garlo's pies. The only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour. And there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking beef stroganoff. <laughs> okay. And grab a Garlo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember... We are located in the chilled meal section. If you can't find us, ask for Garlo's Pies by name. Garlo's Pies, they're thin on pastry, but they're big on meat. Defensively superb, and it's the upset of the season today. The bottom place Sunshine Coast Lightning coming into this one has beaten the previously undefeated Melbourne Vixens. It's a stunning win. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show. League Super Quiz time. Tanya's in studio for the coin toss. Dino, your Tanya, call. I'll go heads, please. Heads it and is. Heads it is. I will go player one. That would be you, John. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. How are you? I'm good, pal. Happy Easter to you. Thank you. Let's rip straight in, John. Good luck, John. Yep. Question number one. At this point of the 2022 competition, which player has kicked the most goals? Um, Mitchell Moses. No, John. Actually, it's Ryan Pappenhausen with 23 goals. He's on fire. Pappenhausen down there in Melbourne. Uh, Question two. Who scored the first try in Friday night's game between Penrith and Brisbane? Was it A, Katoni Staggs, B, Tessie New or C, Jerome Luai? Tessie New. It was, yeah. Off well done. Stags, well done, apart. John. Tessie he's, New. can play. Yeah, he did play well, didn't yeah. he, right? One from two, John. We need this to post a very competitive score. The Dragons and Knights have met 41 times in the NRL competition. The Dragons have won. Is it 24, 26 or 28? Okay, 28. Correct. Oh, well done, John. Good work, yeah. John. Two from three. Ray, over to you. Solid start by John. Irene's on the line. Irene, good morning. Good morning. Happy Easter, guys. And happy Easter to you and your family, Irene. And best of luck. Are you feeling confident? I'm not. I'm ringing up because my husband's got no voice. He's saying, you have to ring, you have to ring because he's had surgery. Oh, okay. Is he going to be, everything okay there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. I okay. just, he wants me to 
play for. He's right. I don't know anything about sport. Okay, what, what, what's your husband's name, Irene? It's Paul. Well, we wish Paul a speedy recovery. And has he got, got a pen and paper there to help you out? Oh, he's got, <laughs> when he talks, he sounds like, oh, I don't know, you can't even understand him. I get so frustrated. <laughs> okay. I tried it for an hour. I couldn't do it. Oh, Paul. Oh, well, wish him a speedy recovery. And best of luck, Eileen. Here's Thank qu- you, guys. Here's question number one. At this point of the 2022 competition, which player has scored the most points? Well, most points. Which Bill, player? maybe Pappenhausen? It is, yeah. Pappenhausen's got 79 points, having a tremendous season. Off to a good start, Irene. Question Thanks number so. two is multiple choice. Who scored the first try in Friday's match between Souths and Canterbury? A, was it Brent Naden? B, Josh Adokar? C, Damien Cook? Oh, I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to say... Um, Attica? Oh, Brent Naden. Yeah, Brent Naden. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, well. Question number three, multiple choice as well, Irene. This is for a uh, tie. I mean, this is for tiebreaker. Yep. So best of luck. The New Zealand Warriors and the Roosters have met 41 times in NRL competition. The Warriors have won A, 19 games, B, 21 games, or C, 23 games. I'm going to say the lower. I think Roosters might have been more times than they've played. I'm going to say A. I would have gone A too. Would you believe the Warriors have won 21 games out of the 41 against oh, the Roosters? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Look, bad luck, Irene. W- wish Paul all our very best. Um, uh, East, uh, happy Easter to you and the family. Back to John. John, congratulations, mate. Thank you very much. Go the Eels. Yeah. Go, oh, well, mate, you'll, Tanya will make your call. She'll be very happy to talk to you about that. $100 cash card giveaway coming. $100 cash card, courtesy of Tab, is coming your way, John. So stay on the line. Tanya will Thank give you... you a call. Congratulations. That makes it 6-5, Dino. It certainly does. Could you believe the Warriors have beaten the Roosters yeah. more times than the Roosters have yeah. beaten the Warriors? God, I wouldn't have got that right in a million years. It's amazing, years. isn't it? Anyway, and of course, they clash this afternoon at 2 o'clock. As you mentioned earlier, Jared Daffy's still on the, re- on the recovery trail, slowly but surely getting there, and he may be back next Sunday. We hope he is, and for Jared and his family, happy Easter. Glenn Munsey's always willing to help out. We really appreciate it. Even on an Easter Sunday, Glenn, good morning. Happy Easter to you, Denise, and the family, mate. Good morning to you, Ray. Good morning to Bulldogs. Good morning to uh, Tanya, uh, to uh, Hamish there, and uh, to everyone listening. And I hope you are enjoying a happy Easter. And isn't it very, very nice to get up in the morning, look up in the sky and see something blue <laughs> rather than something grey and black? Wasn't it great to go to the races yesterday and not have to carry an umbrella everywhere? It was fantastic. And we right. can go to the footy today and tomorrow, I reckon, with the forecast and not need an umbrella either. Roosters Warriors at 2 o'clock. St George Illawarra versus the Knights, 4.05. They're today's games, and tomorrow at 4 p.m., Paramount take on the West Tigers, Glenn. Yeah, that's right. I was just happy to get out the front door, Ray. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's true. You're, you're, you're back out in the land of living. I, well I, done, I'm mate. I'm back out in the land of the living. Mm. Uh, I think that's the sixth time I've been locked down. Yeah, and, um, tough, mate. So. I, I'm yet to um, subject myself to COVID, so I've been yes. I've been like Damien Cook from Dummy Half. How, how's the lovely dodging. Denise? How's the lovely Denise? Uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's slowly getting there, Ray. Knock, yeah. Knocked her around mm. uh, a bit, and uh, she's developed a bit of a... Uh, a cough, so she's on some antibiotics now, but uh, hopefully in another day or so she'll be uh, she'll be back on top of it. And um, yeah, it, it's, Which are the it's best, mate? I think yeah. it's a it's it could be one of Jared's life lessons. Yeah, um, I think everyone's going to finish up getting it eventually. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, yeah. It's just how you get through it. And some people have got through it an absolute breeze, and others that has affected them uh, 
quite uh, mm. differently. But let's have a look at the footy today. Yes, it is the, the 2002 grand final 20-year anniversary uh, for the Roosters and the Warriors. Uh, the Roosters 118, the Warriors at $4.80 at the cricket ground. 14 and a half the line there, pretty healthy uh, to the Warriors. And 44 and a half the over-under on what should be a green top out there at the mm. Sydney cricket ground. And then at Wollongong at 4 o'clock, the Dragons at home and favourites against Newcastle. 177, the Dragons. 205, Newcastle. Only one and a half the line in that one. Uh, the over-under sl- set slightly lower at 39 and a half. And we do have football on public holiday Monday tomorrow out there at Parramatta. Parramatta a dollar and six. Ooh, against the West Tigers, still looking for their first win at $9.21.5 the line. It's a biggie. And the over-under in that one, 44.5 points. And I tell you what, Bulldog, they're an amazing team, the Melbourne Storm. Nothing seems to phase them. Mm. Just got the most extraordinary culture, haven't mm. they? And I know Laurie Daly hates that word culture, and I don't particularly like it myself, but what is that ingredient that they have that Craig others don't? Bellamy. Craig Bellamy. Is it just the coach? It must be. Is it the staff? Is it the senior players? But this has been going on for decades. Mm. Yeah. What do they have? What's this magic One formula? common denominator, Craig Bellamy. Yeah. Mm. Look, it has to be, right? Mm. It has I to be. i tell you what I did like last night, Bulldog. Cameron Munster's kickoff that he just didn't kick it in the air mm. 15 metres out from the, the goalpost to get the bloke that, who is... Who is the receiver to pass it to the bloke that's coming off the dead ball line? Showed a bit of variety. What happens? Puts a bit of spin on the ball. Yep. Bang! Dives over the touch line. Get the ball. Two tackles later. Try. I'm going to yeah. score the next play. I think from uh, the centre, Justin Ollum. Mm. AFL Muns. What's happening there? Yeah, well, the AFL today, well, we talked about the West Tigers that have yet to win a game. Port Adelaide have yet to win a game, and they're up against Carlton this afternoon Ooh. at 20-2 at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Ooh. Carlton 162, that's Ray's team. He'll have a spring in his step. Jeez, he won't have that they give Pete by Port Adelaide. <laughs> uh, 162, the Blue Baggers, uh, 230 Port, 9.5 the line, 166.5 the over-under there. Then at Marvel Stadium, down the road, Essendon play Frio in the tightest match of the round here. Frio in fifth spot at the moment. Uh, their favourites, 185, Essendon 195, two and a half the line, 168 and a half the over-under. And a biggie at the Melbourne Cricket Ground tomorrow, traditional big game. 20 past three, Hawthorne at home to Geelong. Hawthorne at $3, Geelong at 140, 15 and a half the line in that one. And 151 and a half the over-under. So that's your uh, league and AFL for today and tomorrow. A-League, two games on today. And also, Glenn, did you have the odds for tonight's FA Cup, the second semi-final, Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. The winner will play Liverpool in the final. Right. I love to be under pressure by you. Well, I will get that as we're talking <laughs> no, about No, we want it now. <laughs> I'd like to see you fumble Poor around. Fella. While you get the A-League ones, I'll find it for you, Glenn. How about that? Ray, I've already got it for you. you Chelsea won such a draw $3.90 and Crystal Palace at $5. And if anyone wants to know how quickly you can find odds like that when Ray puts you under pressure, (laughs) it's the Tab app. That's The Tab app, you can search sport, then you go to sport, and when you you just click on soccer, you look down, it goes English FA Cup, bang, Chelsea, 
162. Draw 390. Crystal Palace $5. I won't give you each and every one of the 162 markets <laughs> that are available on the FA Cup that is due to kick off at 1.30 tomorrow morning. But A-League today at 1 o'clock. Wellington uh, just slight outsiders to the Central Coast Mariners. The Mariners there, 240. Wellington, 250. The draw, 380. That's a home game for Wellington. And at 5 o'clock, Western United favourites at 205. The draw's 340. And MacArthur FC there at 340. We've got English Premier League tonight. Newcastle play Leicester. West Ham play Burnley. We've got that English FA Cup match as well. We've got IPL cricket. Super netball. The West Coast Fever and the East Sydney today and then the Queensland Firebirds and the Adelaide Thunderbirds and a, a sport that's very, very close to Bulldog's heart, surfing. You haven't seen Bulldog cutting off a wave there at Freshy or DY. Uh, the semis of Bells Beach down there for those people that want to, you know, hang 10, see Gnarly Dude and all that, get the grommets down there at uh, Bells <laughs> Beach. We've got NBA today. Uh, we've got a game at 10.30, Golden State Warriors against Denver. In play at the moment, Philly and Toronto. Racing today at Dubbo. I heard Richard Callender earlier. Mm-hmm. Good luck, Cody Nesta. 2017 was his last ride in a race, and he makes a return to the saddle today at Dubbo. And all the best to you, Code. Yeah, and he can ride, Glenn. Oh, hey, Glenn. Can he what? You, you, you've enjoyed your weekend because the Rabbits played very well on Friday. Yes, they did. And uh, mm. nothing better than sitting down the Rabbits, a few prawns, a few oysters, a few peronis, and watch the bunnies go round. It's always good. And what's your Easter Sunday sporting tradition, Glenn? That's our talk topic for today. Uh, get the races ready for the public holiday Monday, right? Uh, <laughs> I'll you know, be just... with you. <laughs> you. You'll be on tomorrow morning, won't you, mate? Yeah, who, who's on with you, Ray? Are we kicking off normal 6.30 tomorrow morning or we, we are, adjusted yeah. timetable? Luke Marlowe's on. He's hosting, I think, with myself. And we've also got Ray Hickson joining us at 8 o'clock, Glenn. Okay, we'll look at the Warwick Farm meeting for tomorrow. The track is currently a heavy nine. There's a very, very interesting runner in the last race there tomorrow. Democracy Manifest. Hasn't there been a spook about this horse, Glenn? $7.50 into $2.60 already. Uh, And that's really even without the scratchings. Auckland, uh, who won yesterday at Kembla, Mm. was a $17 chance. Patton was 61 and Daiichi was a $12 chance. They speared into it as quickly as you would want to see them (laughs) on yesterday. But I'm very interested to watch a horse go around in the first race called Tavi Lamore. Uh, yeah. For John O'Shea, okay. has been seen for a while, but um, beautiful day out here in the Golden Southwest. I know Bulldog, the rarefied air of the Northern Beaches, is you know out here where the real people live. Um, but it is very. You got very a couple nice of digs at me today, haven't you? Well, a Bulldog, Just a I like couple it, of jabs yeah. to the to the <laughs> kidneys. You're an easy target. <laughs> That's all right. Um, well, you know, I've got the dump button. You don't. <laughs> See you later. Well, what you do in your own time, Bulldog's your own business. But uh, you might want to go and have one during the news break. That's Glenn Mutz. We better move on. <laughs> Thanks again, Glenn. Jared Daffy still on the mend, and we wish Jared a speedy recovery. Hopefully, he's back next Sunday. This man will be in terrific mood this morning because Liverpool are through to the FA Cup final. Phil Moss, good morning. Good morning, Ray. And it's not often I'm on Bulldog's side, but I'm in your corner on that one. How dare anyone have a go at the Northern Beaches? Yeah, thank you, Mossy. Nice yeah. to get a little bit of support. Rock solid, brother. Rock, Rock solid. solid. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you what watch the game last night, mate? Mate, I did. You know what? I cheated. I mm. uh, I watched it this morning. Doesn't matter. You I still watch it. That's all it matters. Yeah, I had to yeah. commentate last night. I only finished at midnight. But um, yeah, what a game! What a game! What a first half uh, from Liverpool. I mean, Man- Manchester City, to be fair, were the masters of their own undoing um, at some critical uh, critical moments. But um, oh, gee whiz, it, it's a big call. 
I know this, Ray, mm. but, and, and tell me this is from the heart, not the head, if you like, but I just saw some signs there that the stars are aligning for Liverpool in mm. both the FA Cup. Uh, well, when I say both, the, 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 the treble. Like, you think about the FA Cup now, we're going to have Chelsea or Crystal Palace. Mm. Um, the Champions League is going along nicely. Thank you very much. And we are a point behind Manchester City in the Premier League. The League Cup final too. League Cup final as well. There yeah. you go, quadruple. So, so you're talking, when you talk about stars aligning, and I know Bulldogs are going to say, Mossy, your heart's bigger than your brain. I, I get all that, but gee whiz, you got a dream, don't you? How big is that brain? That's the key question. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not well, that's the question, isn't it? It's not hard to beat a P, is it? <laughs> <laughs> a Mossy, um, Cristiano Ronaldo delivers big a hat trick to down oh. Norwich. Didn't he? What? But Manchester United needing a Ronaldo hat-trick to beat mm. Norwich is the problem. Um, but but he really stood up. The, the guy, uh, the goals, the way he scored them, his hang time in the air, one of, one of the goals he scored from a corner is just, it's it's phenomenal. It, the guy defies belief uh, when it comes to the science of human beings. But um, anyway, it was a fantastic hat-trick from him. Um, again, the fact they needed a hat-trick from him to, to beat Norwich is, is the worrying sign for Manchester United. And I said it during the week, and I'll say it again, and shoot me down, as uh, most people will. Ange Postacoglu, I reckon, would be a great fit for Manchester United. The way he plays football, I know he's still, I know he's still green over in Europe, but they need to do... If they keep doing the same as what they've been doing since Sir Alex Ferguson left, then that is the definition of insanity. They need to do something different, and I think that would be a good fit. Have you heard anything on the grapevine, Mossy, in your part of the world about that potential move to Manchester United for Ange? Uh, What I have heard is that uh, the City Football Group are grooming him for Manchester City because, obviously, they they took him to uh, Yokohama F. Marinos. I believe they were heavily involved in the Celtic uh, move because uh, they've, they've got connections on the Celtic board. Um, so that's what I have heard. Um, wouldn't it be a great story oh, if Manchester yeah. United snatched him from the, the jaws of, uh, of the City Football Group? Incredible. Hey, hey, Mossy, a couple of upsets overnight. Uh, Brighton beating Spurs and Arsenal losing to Southampton. Yeah, that's right. They're, uh, they're big results in the, in the scheme of uh, Champions League. Um, Spurs just... It, it looks like they were playing with two left feet at times last night. Um, and I was saying in football terminology that things just weren't sticking. And um, yeah, and then right at the death, Brighton uh, Brighton scored the, the only goal of the game and um, put Spurs to the sword. And, and Arsenal, um, again, they couldn't buy a goal. And uh, that was a terrible result for, for both of those sides as they chase European spots. Now, Mossy back home in the A-League Melbourne victory. A crucial late win against Newcastle and MacArthur downed mm. Brisbane. Yeah, that's right, MacArthur. That's, that's an expected result. All due respect to Brisbane fans, MacArthur, um, you know, right in the thick of that finals race, Brisbane season is over. Um, and with the, the Melbourne victory game, now they've got, well, they've got less games in hand than they did uh, last week because they played one during the week against Brisbane and, and couldn't beat them. That was a a huge uh, blow to their title aspirations uh, at home. But then they rebounded yesterday and scored the winner in injury time. I, I commentated that game. Melbourne victory over the course of the game probably deserved the three points, uh, albeit um, how late they left it. But uh, Newcastle were 
decent value last night as well. Um, it probably deserved the point, but uh, you can't argue with Melbourne victory getting the three in the end. Asians champion league overnight. Sydney FC and Melbourne City got away with draws? Yeah, and I, I watched the highlights of this this morning. Sydney FC, I thought, were very unlucky. John Book Motors are the uh, Korean, the K-League champions. So uh, they're a massive club, huge resources. They spend a lot of money on their football team. And I thought Sydney FC were, were the unluckier of the two not to get the three points. Steve Corica said as much, so did Alex Wilkinson after the game. Um, but a good, solid start for Sydney. A clean sheet will give them a lot of confidence. That That's one game down. I think five to go now in the, the ACL bubble. And Melbourne City as well. They got a, a, a point against um, BG Patton from uh, Patton United from Thailand. They're second in the Thai league at the moment. That's probably the more disappointing result for Australian clubs because Melbourne City should have had enough to get past them. Hey, Mossy, just stay with us. We need your multi for the Easter long weekend. But for our Brisbane listeners, our Queensland listeners, they're leaving us now for past the post. If they want to continue listening to the Big Sports Breakfast weekend, they can do on the internet and the app. And after 9 o'clock, we've got uh, Brett Kenny as one of our special guests, along with Paul Gallon and all our regulars. Hey, Mossy, Easter long weekend. We all love to have a little bet here and there. What can we do? What's Mossy's multi for the weekend? Well, I'm really disappointed in Spurs because they let me down. I had uh, three of the four-league multi ready uh. to celebrate this morning before that result overnight. But the uh, the multi going forward, I'm going to go with Wellington to beat Central Coast Mariners. First game at home for Wellington in a long, long time. Should be a bumper crowd, and I think that will help get Wellington over the line. West Ham to beat Burnley into Chelsea to beat Crystal Palace in that other FA Cup semi-final into Leicester to beat Newcastle in the Premier League. So uh, a four-league multi, we're going A-League, Premier League and FA Cup. Terrific. How does Phil Moss spend his Easter Sunday? What's your sporting tradition on Easter Sunday, Mossy? Eating chocolate. (laughs) That 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 doesn't matter. Whatever whatever rocks you, mate. Hey, Phil... Appreciate going out, going out to make the lawns, right? That's how I celebrate Easter Easter Sunday. Actually, we've had a couple of our <laughs> listeners chime in. That's their normal Easter Sunday sporting tradition, having to mow the lawns. <laughs> hey, Mossy, enjoy your Easter Sunday. Um, all the best to you and your family, and we'll talk next Sunday. Yeah, happy Easter, guys, to you and all our listeners. Thanks, There's Mossy. There's Phil Moss talking the world of football. Dino, we've got to go to the news, but Hamish from Orange, I reckon he's nailed this. Yeah, I can't believe you've got the great Brett Kenny coming on your show. How is he not an immortal? How is he not? Excellent question. <laughs> exactly. We've got nine o'clock news coming up, and after nine o'clock, Brett Kenny. Hello, I'm Sarah Warmby. Social Services Minister Anne Rustin is expected to be promoted to Health Minister if the Coalition is re-elected next month. The retiring Greg Hunt has held the position for five years. The role has become one of the most important in the wake of the pandemic. Kylie Tink is running as an independent in the traditionally conservative seat of North Sydney. She's one of many Climate 200 candidates running on a platform of pro-climate change, which she says her Liberal opponent is ignoring. Air News reporter Shannon Morris spoke with her to find out more. Why climate change? Australia has always been a nation that has been a buoyant and optimistic place to live, and we've frequently been world leaders when it comes to innovation and economic opportunity. The reality is, at the moment, we are laggards when it comes to sustainable and renewable energy, and this is the time for us to move. Trent Zimmerman, who's the Liberal MP, isn't doing enough. Mainly because while we have a moderate who um, represents us here in North Sydney, when he gets to Canberra, he has to vote with the majority of his party, as is 
is party politics. So when you look at the voting record for North Sydney, you'll see that it's actually identical to Barnaby Joyce's. So the North Sydney federal vote was used to block the progress of Sally Siegel's climate bills. It was used to block the referral of Christian Porter to the Privileges Committee. It was used to block the Integrity Committee. And those are three things that people of North Sydney want to see progress. And will we see the rise of independence at this election? We're definitely seeing people right across the country who are expressing concerns that our democracy isn't responding in a way that is befitting of our community. So I think what we're seeing is people rising and saying, you know, look, parties exist to serve the people, not the other way around, just as parliamentarians exist to serve their communities. So it is a really interesting time for our country, for our democracy, and I think it's an incredibly exciting time for all of us. Russian air raids and missile strikes have hit major cities in Ukraine. Following attacks in the capital, the mayor urged Ukrainians not to return to Kyiv just yet, saying strikes were likely to continue. A refugee from Kyiv, Olga Tarasenko, says she feared for her life. They planned to, to fight. They planned to kill us as Mariupol, as Bucha. They are, they are not the people there. <sighs> They're a very bad person. A ban on cruise ships in Australia has officially been lifted two years after it was introduced by the federal government. Tourism industry executive Greg Binskin says the return of cruising is a boost for businesses. It's the travel agents, the transport services, the retailers, the entertainment industry, of course. But, you know, the restaurants and cafes around, they've all suffered over the last two years. Also making news, Queensland motorists caught speeding have been hit with more than one million fines in the past year. And the Australian Passport Office has doubled the processing time for passports as a backlog of renewal applications swamps the service. This is Air News. Round six of the NRL continued yesterday with two games. Terry Daniel reports. The Melbourne Storm cruised to victory following an error-littered battle with the Cronulla Sharks. Melbourne was handed two penalty goals late in the second half, Ryan Pappenhausen kicking both to secure a 34 points to 18 win. The Sea Eagles have held off a late Titans charge to claim a fourth straight victory, winning 26 to 18 in front of a home crowd. Terry Daniel, Airsport. Adelaide has demonstrated it's a contender for the AFL finals, overcoming a final quarter surge by Richmond to claim a 19-point victory at the Adelaide Oval. Forward Tex Walker has told Fox Sports they were determined. We've got a bit of grittiness, especially when in the arm wrestle we know how to fight. I mean, to, to put them away in the last quarter is very pleasing. St Kilda has extended its winning streak to four games with a 26-point win over the Gold Coast. The Demons have hammered the GWS Giants 120-53 at the MCG. In the NBL, Melbourne United 88-79 winners over Brisbane. The Perth Wildcats beating the Cairns Taipans 106-87. The Chiefs, Hurricanes and Waratahs posted wins in the Super Rugby. A-League and Western United defeated an injury-ridden Perth Glory 6-0. Melbourne victory 2-1 winners over Newcastle. And in the English Premier League wins to Brighton, Manchester United, Brentford and Southampton. Australian Independent Radio News. Lionel, what is April known for? Fools! It's not always about you, Lionel. Or cross buns? Not about you. 
I know where this is going. Where is it going? The Bingley April sale. It's going off. It's going on. It's going off, Mum, with huge deals store-wide. Fridges, TVs, coffee machines, washing machines, dryers, cooktops, soundbars, computers and more. It's on now, the April sale at Bingley. Australian family-owned for 65 years. There are so many opportunities in the current Magic Millions online sale. Featuring the 52-lot Spendthrift Australia unreserved dispersal sale. From weanlings and yearlings to broodmares, there's something for everyone across all levels of the market. Many of the world's leading thoroughbred families are represented. The catalogue also includes a 34-lot online unreserved reduction sale from Yulong. To view the catalogue and to register and bid, visit magicmillions.online. But hurry, bidding closes on Wednesday. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Anaconda's Easter Madness sale is on now, up to 50% off a huge range of outdoor gear. Some exclusions apply. Easter Madness sale ends today at Anaconda Play More Pay Less. Off the Anzac Bridge towards Piermont, a little bit of traffic there on the Western Distributor. Otherwise, into the CBD from North Sydney. Expect some roadworks, the Carl Expressway over the Sydney Harbour Bridge through to Circular Quay both ways. Headed to the Royal Easter Show, there is some traffic building already. Benalong Parkway and Australia Avenue. No issues, the M4 from Prospect out to Homebush Bay Drive. Maya has Easter treats for everyone with great offers like 40% off the original price of cookware and dinner sets ends Monday. Exclusions and conditions apply. I'm Philippa, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. Sydney for Easter Sunday, partly cloudy, heading for a top of 24 degrees in Melbourne. Winds easing and mostly sunny. Lovely Sunday in Melbourne, 28 degrees. Brisbane, also a terrific day, partly cloudy, but a top of 26. Perth, mostly sunny and 23 degrees. Adelaide, an afternoon shower or two and 25. Hobart, a late shower or two, heading for a top of 26 degrees. Darwin, warm, sunny, top of 34. And in the nation's capital, Canberra waking up to some morning fog, then a sunny Sunday and 23 degrees. Morris out, playing to the right-hand side with Yo and Martin! The Panthers have got them on toast now. We might be about to see some tries start to rain down. What will happen next? It is Cristiano Ronaldo! Breathtaking from Cristiano Ronaldo. Absolutely stunning. Absolutely sensational. There's the siren. 67 point demolition tonight for the D's. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray for our final hour of Big Sports Breakfast Weekend on Easter Sunday. Thanks for joining us. Very shortly we'll be joined by Brett Kenny to talk about Parramatta's 75 years in the competition. Of course, the Eels play the Tigers on Monday. Paul Gowan will join us a little later won't Sonny Bill Williams fight him, Dino? There's a story in Buzz's column this morning. Some mm. quotes from Gal saying that it looks like SBW is running away. So we'll check in with Gal 
find what's and going ask on exactly here. exactly what is happening if yeah. that, if and when that proposed fight just may happen. Exactly. Tanya with the sports update a little later. And, of course, Phil Buzz Roffer will join us with all the latest league news. And, Dino, you'll have some changes for the final three games of round six. And for all our listeners, call us on 135353, SMS 0419767272 to talk sport, anything to do with the world of sport, and, of course, our talk topic today, which is your Easter sporting tradition. Dino's is just a watch a bit of footy. Watch a bit of footy, yeah. About it, really, right? It's a bit sad, isn't it? <laughs> I go from here straight into the paper, straight into the footy. Got to, got so to work, haven't we? Look, it's okay. Look, our job entails working on public holidays. That's just what it is. We sign up for it. Correct. We know what's coming, but yep. there's a lot worse jobs out there, right? Uh, 100% right. Our next guest certainly gave a lot of people a lot of entertainment and many memories on the footy field. Now, I reckon he's enjoying what his Parramatta Eels are doing in season 2022. He would have also enjoyed the function during the week which celebrated Parramatta's 75 years in the competition. The legend of the Eels, Brett Kenny, is on the line. Brett, good morning. Morning, boys. How you doing? Terrific, and thanks for joining us. Well, what was that function like, Brett? I imagine for someone like yourself, it would be so great to catch up with all your old teammates and, indeed, some of the greats of the club. Yeah, it certainly was. It, um, you know, there's quite a few of us have changed a little. Some of us <laughs> have changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was great, you know, to catch up and, and have a chat. And, and yeah, like, that was all done really well. They started off... Um, at the beginning, obviously, which is probably the best place to start. But, but um, yeah, you know, just talking about how the club started. And, and uh, as I said, very interesting because a lot of times you, you sort of tend to forget things like that. And, um, yeah, it was great to be able to see people there that were, were there or representing their, their father that was, was there. And, and um, yeah, you know, we have a bit of a chat about things and then we started reminiscing a little bit about some of the games we played and some of the things we did off the field and that was great. It was just a wonderful day. Who was there, Bert? Just run us through the A-list and what was the feeling like in the room? Oh, mate, it was, it was great. A lot of guys that I played with, Mick Cronin, Ray Price, Peter Sterling, John Muggleton, Eric Gray, Steve Ella. Um, we were, there was Nathan Hindmarsh was there, uh, Nathan Kalis. And um, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite a good mixture of, of players from all the different areas. And, uh, yeah, it was just great. The sponsors were there and, and um, it was just a great afternoon. Everyone was really excited about it and I think everyone was really looking forward to it on the day and, and it turned out to be a, a great day for everybody. Yeah, Brett, we've had you on before as a legend on this show and we've had other legends on, obviously, who have played in grand final winning teams and that camaraderie you have with your teammates who've won premierships, but do you get to catch up with them much these days, Brett? I mean, probably not get... We don't get to catch up with each other a hell of a lot, but one thing we have done is we, we have a reunion which the players organise themselves, and, and um, I think it was last year we had the reunion in Sydney uh, because of COVID. We generally go to the Gold Coast every year, and um, well, everyone catches up together and spend the weekend... Up, at, up on the Gold Coast, so um, we couldn't do that, as I said, last year because of the, the COVID, so we did it in Sydney, and and um, it's been going on since, well, I think about 1988, 89. Mm. So, you know, well over 30 years we've been doing That's this, fantastic. and yeah. you talk to a lot of guys that you played against, and, and 
they think it's amazing that you've been able to do that. And that you know, they haven't done that at their club. But um, yeah, we we've, we've been able to do that. Ray Price, I think, was the one that started it all, and it's just been going on. At one stage there, there was um, all the wives and and girlfriends were invited, and then. Um, someone come up with the idea of not having the wives and girlfriends invited. So he wasn't real popular. Oh, but look out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's been great. And then, uh, you know, often sit back and uh, having a coffee in the morning and, and talking about, well, you know, 30, 40 years ago, when we were in our 20s, we would have been drinking beer at that stage. But, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it, uh, it's great to be able to catch up with everyone mm. and, and still keep in contact. Bert, you look back to 1986, it was such a great year for the Eels and, of course, it backed up 81, 82, 83. It's hard to believe, isn't it, that there's been no trophies since the mid-80s. Yeah, it is. And, and I, I guess a lot of people might find it strange to to think that everyone, you know, saying, well, we, we should have had a, another trophy by now. And, and because it's just that the, the area, Parramatta, you know, in the district, we've got such a great junior base and, and um, that's what everyone looks at and thinks, well, geez, you know, how come it's taken so long? I mean, we've played in grand finals since 1980. Unfortunately, you know, we haven't been able to win one and, um, you know, people are getting a little frustrated. But uh, I think, you know, look, I'm not prepared to say, well, this is our year. Everyone's been saying that for the last two or three. And mm. um, But... I think, you know, at the moment they're playing very well. They're playing with a lot of confidence. And, and um, one player in particular, Dylan Brown, is starting to, to show the potential that he had. And we've just got to hope that they can keep performing that way throughout the season. The, the, the biggest thing I think they've got to concentrate on is consistency. And, mm. and you know, to be able to win games back-to-back and, and string three or four in a row even. And, and that you look, you're always going to have your losses, but... Um, you know, and, and I think the other thing they've got to look at is as they're getting towards finals time, what have they got to do to get themselves prepared to play in the finals? Because as everyone knows, in the last two, three years, they've been knocked out second week every time. So um, there's obviously something there that they've got to try and work on and, and fix up. Well, what do you make of probably the, the main rivals in, in Penrith and Melbourne? Yeah, look, they're both playing very well. I often laugh. I see people on Facebook, Parramatta supporters, saying, oh, you know, we've beaten Melbourne twice in one season and this, that and the other. And I think, yes, it doesn't mean anything, you know. Um, it took Parramatta 13 years to beat Western Suburbs that they'd come over. Parramatta won three competitions. Western Suburbs didn't. Yeah, so, there you, go. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, Melbourne obviously started to hit a bit of form and, and playing with a lot of confidence and, Penrith, geez, you know, you look at them, oh, mate, they, they remind me of the Parramatta side in the early 80s, you know, and, and you look at that side and, and you think, geez, every possibility that they could probably go back-to-back and if back-to-back, all right. Um, I think Dino's just writing a few notes down as you speak. You're busy with a back page splash tomorrow, um, Brett. Brett, Parramatta legend says Penrith can go back to back. To yeah, there's no doubt they've got the, the, the roster to do it, haven't they, Bert? Just looking yeah, forward mate, to... Yeah, you know, they are playing very well and, and uh, they're the benchmark. And, um, you know, I mean, look, Parramatta, obviously, yeah, every time they play Penrith, it, it's a bit of a grudge match. It's been like that for years. And um, you know, I, I think, 
you know, the, the Paramount at the moment, the way they're playing, and in particular their four, you know, they could come out and beat Penrith and then mm. anyone can win a game at any time. But just you look at Penrith and you just, geez, you know, look at the age of the players they've got. God, you know, the, if they do win it this year, they could possibly go back and win it the third year. But and, um, the only time will tell. Mm. But just looking ahead tomorrow, your Eels play that big Easter Monday game against West Tigers. I don't think anyone other than the Tigers would anticipate anything but a comfortable Eels win. Do you feel a bit sorry for the Tigers in a strange way, Bert? The, the pressure that's on you know, Michael Maguire, the club itself, Luke Brooks, it's just they're unsettling times when you know seasons fall away so quickly. Yeah, mate, look, it's, it, and it's like that all the time. And, I mean, I think the players have got to realise as well. I mean, there was a, a stage there, I think, a few weeks ago where um, some of the players were out playing in poker machines, um, you know, and, but it's still like getting back home at 10 o'clock. And all of a sudden, there was a big blow-up about that. If they were winning games, no-one would have cared. Mm, mm. And the players have got to realise that. They've got to start to say, look, you know, we've got to settle down, start winning some games, and we've, we've just got to do things the right way. Because everyone is just looking to keep putting them down all the time. Um, the way they played the other week, I thought was disgraceful. And, and to think that oh, it was against the Sharks, to think that you know everyone's talking about the coach, and you say, well, the coach can only do so much. And yes, the coach has some responsibility there. But you know, from what I saw with the players there, in particular, one of the tries where the wingers just run from the sideline right around under the post, not one Tigers player even attempted to try and stop him. Mm. You think, you know, there's a problem there and they need to, to sort it out and I think they need to sort it out quickly. And although, you know, they have been playing some some decent football probably for about... But, um, you know, they can manage to string some good games together or at least a couple of good halves... Um, they might they might start to, to win. I, I think they just need to get a win somewhere, and um, once they do that, they'll be a lot better. And I was talking to Clint Gutherson on Thursday, and I said, mate, we don't want to be the team, the first team that the Tigers beat. Yeah. And that's something that everyone's got to look at, and I think the Parramatta players are feeling the same way. They they know, yes, they haven't been playing well, and it, it might be an easy game, but and it can also be tough because, you know, you don't want to... Put yourself short and, and finish up getting beaten and being the first team that the Tigers beat in the year. Yeah, the, the, the mental approach is almost as important as the physical preparation as well for games like this. Hey, Brett, do you get to many games? Will you be out there tomorrow for the Tigers clash? Mate, I will be. I will yeah. be out there. Um, the club have a lot of us older guys um, come down and, and uh, just go into some of the sponsors' boxes and have a chat to people and, and that and watch the game. And, and um, so, yeah, I was listed to do... Tomorrow's game, so Fantastic. looking forward to it. And there'll be a lot of the other guys here apparently as well. So it'll be like a four days' time. So <laughs> it was uh, that was great. So yeah, I'll be there tomorrow watching, and um, hopefully there is you get the right result. Just before we let you go, Bert, just give us an update on your health. You had a few health issues in recent years. You you, you sound good. Are you feeling okay? Yeah, mate. Yeah, all going well. And uh, had a yeah, I've got a, a tumour. Now he's asking me what it's called. I've got, I keep forgetting. I've got no idea. But it's a cancerous, cancerous tumour in my stomach cavity, um, which has been shrinking. So, so that's good. And I've been feeling fine all the time. I've never had a problem with it. Um, everything's going well. So 
yeah, hopefully it keeps going that way. Yeah, that's great news, uh, Brett. Look, really appreciate you coming on the show on, a, on Easter Sunday morning. It's great that you're heading out there tomorrow. Happy Easter to you and your family, and, and best of luck to Parramatta for 2022. All right, thanks, boys. So all the same to you. Have a good Easter. Thanks, Brett. There's Brett Kenny, um, absolute legend of the game. Couple of SMSs, Dino. One here from Rooster Man. Boys, Brett Kenny was the reason I took up rugby league as a kid, even as a Rooster fan. I used to put my footy boots on and pretend I was him. He was so great. Um, I even remember getting up in the middle of the night. I think we all did to watch him in the Challenge Cup final. Still on the other side, wasn't they? Both had great games. One of the great games that. And... 1985, right? Yeah. It was 28-24 to Wigan. Brett Kenny still, in my eyes and I've covered the game for 33, 34 years, is the most naturally gifted oh, player I think I've ever seen. Hamish from Orange says, I can't believe the great Bet- Brett Kenny is not an immortal. Well, it's a question that certainly could be asked, Ray. And yeah. as I said, when it comes down to raw ability, there was no one, no one better than Brett Kenny. And what he, even now, Ray, you, you look at some of the old highlights on Fox yeah. Sports during the off-season, and you marvel exactly. at the skills and... And he kept the king out of the Australian team. He did. Wally Lewis. Yeah, he was he that did. good, Brett Kenny. Oh, it was fantastic. Great to talk to him. And great, Dino, that his health is is going well. That's terrific news. We'll take a quick break. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. The Putters Panel. Kinlock has been a horse that I've been with since the first markets went up on the provincial championships at $51. Back as a gelding this campaign, I just think $12 is very, very good odds. Kinlock's coming late, driving finish, Kinlock. He's a different horse to when he was when he raced them the last time. I like Marzu. And Marzu, welcome to first grade Marzu. The Putters Panel, Friday morning, Racing HQ. Very funny, guys. Oh, come on, mate. Let me in the car. Get in! While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock again. Yep, real fun. Tab, long may we play. Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Lionel, what is April known for? Fools! It's not always about you, Lionel. Hot cross buns? Not about you. I know where this is going. Where is it going? The Bingley April sale. It's going off. It's going on. It's going off, Mum, with huge deals store-wide. Fridges, TVs, coffee machines, washing machines, dryers, cooktops, soundbars, computers and more. It's on now, the April sale at Bingley. Australian family-owned for 65 years. Hawkesbury Race Club invites you to Hawkesbury Cup Day, Saturday, 30th of April. The iconic standalone Saturday meet now features 10 races and over $1.4 million in prize money, highlighted by the $200,000 Hawkesbury Gold Cup. With stunning views of the Blue Mountains, live entertainment, food trucks and fashions on the field, it's an unmissable event. Tickets just $20. Hospitality packages available. Join us for a day of racing and celebration, Saturday, 30th of April. HawksburyRaceClub.com.au Belt, it's a high drive in the left center field. On the move is a left fielder, and it is out of here. On a cold night, Belt goes the opposite way, and the Giants lead 2 to nothing. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. You like your baseball, Dino? Uh, take it or leave it. I like my NFL. Yeah. I have. I saw the Yankees play the Red Sox. Well, that was at a uh, Yankee Stadium, just yeah. in the Bronx there. It's great to be there. Hill. I've been to Yankee Stadium. It's fantastic. Yeah. I had that many yeah. beers, I didn't remember much of it. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, actually, the beers came out in those massive, huge yeah. cups, didn't they? I had five of them. Yeah, well, no wonder you don't remember any of the game. The well, this man won't be doing that because he's in training for the his Fitness next... guru, gal. Well, he has to be. He's got to fight. I hope I get this right, Dino. Chris Terzevsky. That's it. On May 11, Paul Gallon is on the line. Paul, good morning. Did I get your opponent's name right there? Oh, look, I think so. I, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it either. I do know one thing, though. He's Macedonian, and it's a little bit of a conflict for myself. I'm actually the assistant coach of the Macedonian Rugby League team, oh. so I've really got to know the Macedonian boys over the past probably six months, and uh, I've run into to one of their, their own um, on the 11th of May. What do you know about him, Gal? Mm. I know he's got a good record. He, he's 10 wins, one loss. Uh, he's a current Australasian champion. Um He's a Southpaw, uh, so that's something that's going to be a little bit different. I have fought a Southpaw before, uh, so I, I'm, I'm not, uh, it's not new to me. Um, and obviously, you're getting plenty of Southpaw sparring in at the moment, but it is a little bit different fighting a Southpaw. Uh, can be a little bit awkward. You can get quite mixed up at times and, and getting a, a real battle sort of just stuck together and the referee has to split you up. So mm. um, that, that'll be a little bit different, but uh, as I said, I'm, I'm sparring nothing but Southpaws at this point in time. and um, yeah, feeling pretty good about it, feeling pretty comfortable about it. And uh, yeah, come the 11th of May, I'll be ready. I'm about to say, Paul, you'll be deep into training because May 11th is not that far away, less than a month to go. Yeah, that's right. It's only three and a half weeks away. And look, we weren't supposed to fight until late May. Um, but unfortunately, an, inj- an injured Jaya Pattaya was supposed to fight for world title uh, shot on the on the 11th of May. So they've moved our show forward a few weeks to that, show, uh, to that date. So they've asked mm-hmm. if we'll be ready and... Uh, yeah, I was, I was not going to knock, knock back the opportunity to jump in and, and, and have a fight and, and, uh, and get going. So, uh, yeah, we, we've brought it forward and basically it's a, a five-and-a-half-week preparation for a 10-round fight. So probably mm-hmm. at my age, it's probably going to suit me, to be honest. It, it, it's not going to be a long, drawn-out process. It's going to last you know, 10, 10 to 12 weeks. It's just a quick five-week um, get ready for the fight and, yep. uh, and, and I'll be fine come the night. Gal, how strategic is training uh, pre-fight? I mean... It's not just a matter of training, is it? I mean, you, how often do you do it? How long do you do it for? Do you taper off toward the fight? How strategic is the planning behind your prep? Yeah, it's, it's pretty strategic. Um, and I've got a few guys who help me. Obviously, my boxing trainer, Graham Shaw, has been around for a long time. Um, helped Daniel Gill get to his world title. And we all fair bit of work with Justin Lang. Um, my strength and conditioning work with him. So, yeah, it is strategic. Um, I do do something most days bar Sunday. Um, so I spar three times a week, so, um, Monday, Wednesday, and the Saturday morning. Uh, then get the rest of Saturday off and then have all Sunday off. So just to freshen right up. And uh, during the week, as I said, spar Monday, Wednesday, and then um, yeah, just a bit, a bit of pad work Tuesday, Thursday, and try and get a some sort of running session in, some sort of some sort of run or some sort of cardio session in those days. And um, yeah, it seems to it seems to work well for me in the past, and uh, come fine, I'm, I'm as fit and as ready to go as I possibly can be. And um, obviously, strategy in this fight's a little bit different because he's a southpaw, something mm. about to take a little bit more notice of, and probably study a little bit more. And you know, the basic rule around southpaws is you move to your left, whereas when you fight an orthodox fighter, you move to your right, away from their power hand, away from their right hand. So it is virtually the opposite. Um, which, as I said, in the five-week preparation, it's um, 
just getting used to it and, and getting the right sparring, and I've been doing that. So, yeah, come the night, I'll be ready. You can't wait for that. That fight is in Newcastle, May 11. Paul Gowan headlines that card. Nikita Zhu is also due to have his second professional fight. So looking forward to seeing Paul Gowan back in the ring. A lot of league and boxing fans, Paul, are also looking forward to you eventually getting into the ring with Sonny Bill Williams. But Phil Buzz Rothwell's got a, re- a report in today's Sunday telly. He doubts whether this will happen. What's the latest, Paul? Oh, mate, I, and I agree. Yeah, I, I, I highly doubt this poll will ever happen. Oh. Been taking that for a long, long time now, and something all Australians always want to see. And mm. um, you know, look, I met with Stan about probably three days after Sonny's fight and when he fought Barry Hall, and we we spoke to his, uh, Sonny's team at the time. And yeah, look, the the conversation was not forthcoming at all, and wasn't uh, you know putting in any situation at the end of it where we, where we could move forward and. Uh, you know, I asked Sonny live on air on Channel 9 yesterday if we're going to do it and didn't get much of a response. So I'm pretty certain that the fight's not going to happen, which is, which is you know, fine. I think everyone just wants to know. But, um, yeah, I, I doubt very much whether it's going to happen. I've, I've been telling everyone for the past, you know, well over 12 months now, this will be my last year. I'll, I'll retire at the back end of this year and then that'll be it. And, and, and their team knows that. Um, you know, my, my time promoter, no limit. I've got a contract with them that'll finish at the back end of this year and, Sonny Bill Williams is exempt from that contract, so I can fight Sonny Bill at any time if we come to some sort of agreement. But, um, yeah, as I said, I highly doubt the fight will ever happen. So, Gal, if it doesn't happen, do you think it comes down to you couldn't reach a financial agreement or do you just think Sonny just doesn't want to fight you? Oh, I don't think they want to fight. I think they think they've got uh, big... They, they, I think they've got bigger plans. Yeah, We're hearing Jake Paul talk about Jake Paul at the moment. Um, and need to put that in a bit of perspective as well. Jack, Jack Paul weighs somewhere around 90 kilos, and has fought um, previous opponents that when they were when they were fighting for it welterweight. Now the difference between welterweight and where Sonny Bill weighs about 100 is 109 kilos, probably 30 or 40 kilos. So I I don't know whether that fight will ever happen for Sonny, but that, that's the opponents they're looking for for Sonny. And you know, good good luck to them. I, I hope it comes off them. I've got nothing against Sonny. Me and Sonny get on actually okay. Um, I have no issue with Sonny personally at all. It's more um, the fact that I don't think him or, him or his management want the fight. I've, I've got to be honest. I mean, there's, there's a lot of money to be made. Um, and if they think they're as good as they, they, they think they are, well, they should just be able to walk through me and pick up a couple of million dollars on the way out the door. So I don't, I don't know why they don't want to do it. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty certain that they don't want the fight. And, and look, I'm, I'm confident the fight will never happen. And, um Disappointing. Um, uh, yeah. Well, it is disappointing for everyone. As mm. I said, I've done my best to make the fight. Um, we haven't even sat at the table. We haven't even got to the point where where we have been able to talk finances or or, fin- or financial strategies or how the fight could work. We haven't even got that far yet. So I'm pretty certain that the fight won't happen, and I'm just concerned about my next fight now. Anyway, mm. Gal, before we let you go, can you stop terrorising Buzz at your coffee club? Ketchups, <laughs> but you know he gets a bit rattled. And then he, he rings me and says, "Oh, Gal said this. Gal did that. Could you leave him alone?" Uh, Buzz is alright, mate. We're, we're, we're good. You know what Buzz is like. We have, we have a love-hate relationship at the moment. We're loving, so let's just keep it uh, Try and keep it an even keel. Hey, look, Paul, very best of luck for that huge fight on May 11 against Chris Tersiowski. I hope I got that right, Dino. I'm terrible with these things. But Paul Gowan is heading that packed card. Nikita Sue is having his session, second professional bout on that undercard. Paul Gowan, best of luck in Newcastle on May 11. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your Thanks, time. Gal. Thanks so much. Happy Easter to you too, Paul, and thanks for joining us on Easter Sunday. Coming up next, Tanya with a sports update. (laughs) On the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas.
Melbourne too good for Cronulla last night, scoring four tries to three to win 34-18, giving the Storm their fifth win of the year, just one behind the Panthers. Manly held off a late charge from the Gold Coast to record its fourth successive win, defeating the Titans 26-18 at Brookvale. Daly Cherry Evans starring once again with his kicking game. Today we're back to two o'clock games with the Roosters taking on New Zealand. St George Illawarra and Newcastle are at 4.05 and Parramatta and the West Tigers complete the round tomorrow at 4.05 o'clock at Combank Stadium. The name Cummings was prominent at Royal Randwick yesterday with James and Anthony training the winners of the final group ones of the Sydney season. Anthony Cummings prepared She's Extreme to upset Fireburn in the Champagne Stakes. The James Cummings trained Cascadian took out the all-age stakes. Meanwhile, Nash Rowilla received a 12-day suspension for his winning ride on Kementari in the Hallmark Stakes. Along with the two-week suspension he copped last week, he'll be out of action till May 13. Melbourne defeated GWS in last night's AFL game, won 20-53. The Premiers remain undefeated in 2022. St Kilda beat the Gold Coast 87-61 and it was Adelaide 101 over Richmond 82. Western United is in second spot on the A-League ladder after a 6-0 flogging of the Central Coast, while Melbourne Victory sits in third spot, having beaten Newcastle last night 2-1. A big win for the Waratahs over the Western Force in Super Rugby Pacific 41 to 24. The Chiefs 45 beat Moana Pacifica 12 and the Hurricanes held on for a thrilling 22-21 victory after the Highlanders were denied a try after the full-time siren in the match in Dunedin. Melbourne United hold on to top spot on the NBL ladder after an 88-79 win over Brisbane. An important win for Perth over Cairns, 106-87, important for their finals aspirations. And the Kings play Adelaide at Kudos Bank Arena today for their first home game since March 6, and the Kings are going for 14 straight. The Giants lifted off the bottom of the super netball table with a win over Collingwood last night, 76-61. Sunshine Coast Lightning beat the previously undefeated Melbourne Vixens, 71-58. Today, the Swifts are away to West Coast Fever. At least one Aussie will be in the final of the World Surfing League event at Bells Beach today with three Aussies in the semi-finals. Ethan Ewing will take on Brazilian Felipe Toledo in one semi and Aussies Callum Robson and Jack Robinson will meet in the other. Liverpool take, well, they took a 3-0 lead in the FA Cup semi-final against Manchester City overnight and then survived a fight back to win 3-2, which means they are on course to win an historic quadruple. Having won the League Cup, they're now in the FA Cup final as well as the last four of the Champions League and they sit in second on the Premier League. The other semi-final is an all-London affair between Chelsea and Crystal Palace tomorrow morning. In the EPL, Tottenham nil, Brighton 1, Manchester United 3 over Norwich 2, Cristiano Ronaldo scoring all three United goals. Southampton 1, Arsenal 0, Watford 1, Brentford 2. And Stefano Tsitsipas will meet Spain's Alessandro Davidovich Fokina in tonight's final of the Monte Carlo Tennis Masters. As I mentioned, boys, the Kings are at home today for the first time in six weeks. They've just come off a road trip that included seven games in seven different cities for seven wins. Mm. It's uh, the most successful kids. road trip in the franchise's history. Mm. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? So they're going for win number 14 today. The record is 16, which is held by the New Zealand Breakers. 
which is, I thought the break was quite has a got shock. It. Yeah, oh, not the Perth Wildcats. No, right? no. so um, they win today. That'll be fourteen, and they play Cairns at the Snake Pit on Thursday. If they can win that, then they'll go back to Kudos Bank Arena next the next Sunday. Is that us next Sunday? Yeah, for the we're there, Dino. The game against the Hawks, and there, if they're still on track, that's where they could level that uh, that sixteen in sixteen oh. and six successive and wins. I should mention. We paid for those tickets. Oh, you did? Yes. Yes, I went online. I have the receipt. <laughs> Boy. If, yeah, if, if, um, if you'd like to see that. <laughs> no, I pay for everything, Dina. Um, now, that, it should be a good day out there because yeah. the Starlight Foundation have a promotion before the game where there'll be Team Parate versus Team Fordham. Um, what, what, is, it, is it a charity? Th- yeah, for the Starlight yeah. Foundation. I don't know about Ben Fordham, but I know the Premier is no slouch when it comes to basketball. He's tall enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I think the Kings presented him a, a jersey okay. um, when he first uh, took the big seat. Um, you know I'm a big fan of Nicola McDermott, mm-hmm. our silver medalist in Tokyo are. in the yeah. high jump. Um, nice little story. Her and her fiancé, Reese got married oh, last week. Um, very in a secret location down the, down the south coast, I believe. Um, but no honeymoon, sadly, because Nicola is uh, the gold medal favourite or one of the favourites for the um, World Championships, which are in Oregon in June. And then obviously the Commonwealth Games uh, in July, August, straight after that. Okay. So they'll have to hold off for a honeymoon uh, later in the year. She's our silver medal high jump. At the uh, Tokyo Olympics. Aficionado champion. And another fan, a person I'm a fan of is jockey Craig Williams. Um, Mm. He and his wife, Larissa, have just done the most incredible, or taken the most incredible journey. You tell us about that, Ray. Well, Larissa's Ukrainian. So after the Randwick races last Saturday, the Sydney, that Craig rode in the Sydney Cup, they went to the airport, flew to Poland, where they then uh, hired a car and drove to the border of Ukraine, like war-torn Ukraine, because they had all these medical supply packs that they put together, and they then delivered them to troops and to people in need in the Ukraine before going back to Poland, flying home. Craig rode on Good Friday, um, I think it was at sale at that meeting, and he rode yesterday at Caulfield. Absolutely extraordinary performance. I I have no words. That is just, yeah, it's, it's extraordinary. So selfless. We'll and try and get him on, Craig. I did text him. He hasn't answered, but is Easter Sunday. He's got a young family. But he's one of racing's real gentlemen, Craig. And it doesn't surprise me he'd do something like that, Tam, because he goes the extra half yard. He's yeah. amazing. It's courageous, too. Yeah. Oh, incredible. It's not just a big hearted. It, it's, it shows a lot of yeah. guts doing that. Nine out of ten people wouldn't consider it no. through a little bit of fear. Yeah. Yeah, trauma kits um, for the frontline soldiers in mm. Ukraine. That's what they put together. She says it's been the right thing to do. It's been a busy five days, no doubt. Mm. We couldn't have done it without the people and the team we had around us. We're very grateful to a few people who made this possible. He said the situation that we see on the TV, mm. on CNN and, and whatnot, is nothing compared to what it's like when you're actually there. Yeah, how much de- more desperate the Ukrainian people are. Mm. No, it, terrific town. glad you highlighted that because he deserves... Praise and recognition needs to be highlighted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's Tanya with her sports update. Dina, a few SMSs coming in about the great Brett Kenny. Yeah, Manly Man L, as we say, Ray, has a different take. Mm-hmm. Hey, boys, if Brett Kenny is Bert, does that make Wally Lewis Ernie? <laughs> Fair question. I like um, Sly from, um, from Inverell. He's Easter sporting events. We haven't mentioned this. He looks forward to watching the Stall Gift. Of course, the big final is on Easter Monday and the Oak Bank races. The Stall Gift, fabulous. Have you ever seen um, Cathy Freeman run on the Stall Gift? Yes. Absolutely incredible. Off the handicap start. Gave him almost a lap start, I've seen that 400 metre race. No oh, yeah. name on this one, right? Mm. About time, Parramatta recognising the old boys. I think they've always tried to recognise the old boys. It's very difficult. Mm. To recognise every old boy, because there's been 
hundreds and hundreds of players at every club, but Parramatta do their best. And I know that the Eels old boys still feel yeah. very much a part of the club exactly. out there. Actually, Tanya showed me last night there was some social media that Peter Sterling posted about the old Cumberland Oval, then to um, the old Parramatta Stadium when it was, before it was knocked down for the new Combank Stadium, and just going through what that Cumberland Oval precinct, which is now Combank Stadium, means to that club and to players like Peter Sterling. It's actually really worth watching if you can find it on social media. We'll go for a quick break because coming up next is Phil, Buzz Rothfield. Hunter's post-mortem with Ron Duppercy. None of those horses would have had any experience at all galloping in that. Glenn Munsey. Horses that you looked at that you didn't think would handle the ground got through it all right. Dean Lester. I thought the two highlights, one took 30 seconds to create and that was Nashua Willis' ride on Think It Over and one took 30 years to create and that was Damien Oliver breaking George Moore's record. Hunter's post-mortem. Tuesday morning from 9, Racing HQ. Hawkesbury Race Club invites you to Hawkesbury Cup Day, Saturday, 30th of April. The iconic standalone Saturday meet now features 10 races and over $1.4 million in prize money, highlighted by the $200,000 Hawkesbury Gold Cup. With stunning views of the Blue Mountains, live entertainment, food trucks and fashions on the field, it's an unmissable event. Tickets just $20. Hospitality packages available. Join us for a day of racing and celebration, Saturday, 30th of April. HawkesburyRaceClub.com.au With Play Central on the Tab app, you can watch the greatest racing from Australia and around the world wherever you want. Like while working on your tan at the beach. Flicking between Sky Racing 1, 2 and Thoroughbred Central while waiting for your car to be washed. And you can watch and bet while you're getting a short back and sides. Play Central, only on the Tab app. Tab, long may we play. Available online for Tab account customers only. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies is the deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls. We even have junior pies that you can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section. And if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Sports Radio and Radio Tab. This is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. About to be joined by Phil Buzz Rothfield. Dino. Bit of Super League there. Old KR. Lachlan Coote yeah. scored a double. Of course, Panthers boy. Wherever the so, Panthers seem to go these days. Which, have we heard from Willow from Windsor? We haven't. wonder where he is. He might still be at Panthers. He might from still Friday. be. <laughs> they did play well. They actually so. kick him out eventually. No, it's 24 hours. It's 24 hours. Yeah, it's as long as you want. <laughs> Did a few all-nighters in when I was much younger, Dino. Yeah. You would have been a goody two-shoes, though, wouldn't you? Oh, we all have our skeletons, skeletons in the, cl- the cupboard. I'd love to know your skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move straight on. Phil Buzz Rothfield is joining us here. Tanya's now looking at you saying, what's going on? Hey, Buzz, good morning. Buzz, good I want morning. I want to run so happy Easter to you and your family. I want to run something past you, Buzz. It's in your What's the Buzz column today. At fullback... Ken Thornett. The back line, Growth, Cronin, Ella, Jared Hayne on one wing. Kenny and Sterling in the halves. The front row is Hamley, Edge and O'Reilly. 
back rowers are Hein Marsh, Peter Wynn, Ray Price. On the reserve bench, Nathan Callis, Dick Thornett, Ron Lynch, Ron Hilditch, Coach Jack Gibson. That's some team. Buzz, good morning. Oh, good morning, uh, guys. Um, it is some footy team, isn't it? You nearly <laughs> back them against any team of the century, or um, particularly that coach there. He could coach a little bit, Jack, couldn't he? Um, yeah, look, I, I, you look at those. I was at the lunch the other day at mm-hmm. the Combank State. It was a terrific function, and um, to have Sterling and Kenny and Price and Cronin on stage together, very nicely interviewed by Andrew Voss. Um, and I started thinking about a salary cap. And how would you get Price, Sterling, Kenny, Cronin, Grove, Ella <laughs> into a salary cap? Couldn't. I thought Dennis Fitzgerald must have been a dead set genius. Did then I, uh, I Googled and uh, worked out the salary cap didn't start till 1990. So, but that too. It would have been hard to squeeze in, wouldn't it, Buzz? Dog. It would seriously be a $14, 15000000 million oh, yeah, in today's, today's values. footing. Buzz. And it, 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 I was there in 1981 in the auditorium when Jack Gibson said, Ding, dong, the witch is dead. And as I'd left the ground, left the lease club that night, you could see the flames over at Cumberland Oval wow. burning that stand down. And there was so much history in that room the other day day at lunch. And to see Mitchell Moses, Clint Gutherson, um, Junior Paulo and the rest of the players there, you could see it stir them up. Mm. And I think tomorrow, uh, this game, God help the West Tigers, I think <laughs> you're going to see something really special from the Parramatta Eels. They are up. They, God, it was a nice function, though. Buzz Zorba got on the show this morning and had a crack at the Channel 9 commentary. What did he say? Um, oh, he just said that he didn't particularly like it. He didn't like the commentators. He said that the co-commentators, these are his words, not mine, I might add, uh, you know, didn't add much to the call. But it does segue into one of your lead items in the What's the Buzz column today in the Sunday Telly about Joey, seemingly, who I think is an outstanding analyst of the mm. game, personally, yeah. uh, being moved to the bench, so to speak. Well, I'm going to embarrass you here, and I told Joey this story when I was talking to him, but he look, he, he wouldn't have a bar of the story going to the paper. I said, mate, you're why people listen to Channel 9. And I rang Bulldog Ray mm. a year or so ago. I said, why don't you watch some Fox Sports? And he norm- you obviously normally do, but he said, oh, I like Joe. Mm. You know, and there are a lot of punters out there who lap up everything he says. They love his honesty, the brutal truth of everything. He's not afraid to offend anyone. He just calls it as he sees it. Mm. Now, I was shocked on Good Friday. Channel 9 had so many commentators, they could have put in that commentary box for the Bulldogs first house in there. They put Gus Gould in there, who's on $800,000 a year at Canterbury, and he's obviously restricted in what he can say in the commentary box at the club he works for and the players he's trying to get better football out of. But for Joey to be treated in this manner, I think is appalling. But he's off contract this year, and um, I think it's a story we'll have to follow closely. And but Buzz, can I just ask you a question? Why? Sure, mate. Why? Why would they put probably their best asset as a sideline eye? Yeah, look, Ray, I went back 
because I remember when I read a Channel 9 press release in December last year and they, they were celebrating, and it was great news that they'd come on board with Fox Sports for another five years. But in that press release, there was no mention... that They mentioned their top talent. We've got an all-star commentary team of modern greats, Billy Slater, Cameron Smith and Jonathan Thurston. I can only presume nine are of the opinion that the more recently retired players and these Queensland boys are a bit more savvy with the modern game. But I think that's just outrageously stupid. Mm. Everyone knows what a footy brain Joey's got and what Peter Sterling had before him. Um, It's just crazy. It really is. And look, there was no mention of Joey in that press release. There's no mention of Brad Pitt for that. and, and they'd retired a bit further back, you know. And I, I don't know. I look. I, I especially now that Rabbits is there. Mm. I only listen to Nine on Grand Final Day and um, and during State of Origin. And I really hope Rabbits does come back and call his 100th uh, State of Origin game this year. Uh, Buzz, you, you may have heard it. Uh, we just had a gal on the show talking about the. Has he sent the invoice yet? <laughs> yeah, it came about 30 seconds after he uh, got off air, actually. I spoke to Gal last night about him coming on the show. And all he wanted to know, he said, what do you get paid? <laughs> he said, what does Zorba get? I said, He's I too good. Know, does he, I think, does, I think Zorba's on a lot more than I am, Gal. You does Gal deserve a right of reply to this one, Dino? I think he does. <laughs> oh, Ray, Ray, yeah. he's in our coffee club at Cronulla. Right? Mm. Does he I shout? I cannot recall him shouting once. <laughs> and mate, he's got more than all of it. Buzz, it's quite sad in, in one way that it seems like the, the super fight we all thought would eventually happen just looks like it's sliding by with Sonny Bill, of course. Oh, look, it's definitely sliding by. Look, I heard a bit of that interview with Gal. Hey, look, I've worked out with pay-per-views in Australia and New Zealand. I've worked out with the, the crowd you'd get there with the, uh, the... The boxes finish up with about $30 out of the $50 that comes in for pay-per-views. The pubs and clubs have raised about $7 million this time. I think they both want a couple of million each and then there's the production cost, the promoters get their cut, etc. But he says that Coda... They're just not on common ground on anything. He doesn't think he should get a 50-50 cut out of the fight. He doesn't think he should get any money out of the trades in New Zealand because Sonny Bill's the Kiwi. And look, it's just not going to happen, guys. And I don't know why. I think it's a, it'd be up there, while they're not classic, you know, they're, they're ex-footballers, I think it would be as big as Mundane Green, wouldn't it, if oh. they did get into the ring? and would be massive, yeah. So. Um, and it, I think it's a shame because Gal has achieved everything in rugby league. He's played for Australia. He's captain New South Wales for an Oregon series. He's won a premiership, but he'll retire from sport, you know, um, having not dealt with Sonny Bill. Mm. And um, it's a shame, I think, because uh, there's so much interest in the fight if it was to happen. Exactly, yeah. Hey, Buzz, last night there, we'll go to some footy now. Melbourne versus the, your Sharkies. It was a great game of football to watch. Some Cameron Munster was on a, a different planet last night. Pappenhausen again showed why he's such a brilliant player. They're a great side, the Storm. We know that. But I thought the Sharks really stood up last night, Buzz. 
Yeah, they did. And look, Ray, I've been very critical on social media over the weekend. I know Bulldog has for a couple of weeks um, about all the stoppages and how it's mm. got so pedantic and all these six again calls that have come back into the game. But then you turn the television on and you watch that Penrith side the other night. What a wonderful, wonderful football side. And I heard Brett Kenny say that, wow, well, maybe the team to win three comps in a row. Yeah, yeah. And then you look at the quality of Storm Sharks, particularly that first half when Cronulla were going blow to blow with them. That was a magnificent ex- exhibition of rugby league mm. last night. I love the heads-up football that Cronulla play and that Fitzgibbon has given them the licence for Nico Hines to do that outrageous cross-field kick for Jesse Raymond to pick it up and it led uh, to a try for uh, Talakai uh, on the left side. I love Cameron Munster. As I've told you guys, and I've spoken about it before, I went down and interviewed him before Christmas. His life was a mess with the punt and the drink and you know, the white powder substance, but the way he has bounced back and he did, he, he worked so hard. He did a month in rehab and now he's become a great father with his lovely, lovely partner. This is such a good story for rugby league that mm. Melbourne Storm guys, they stood by him. You know, there, there was talk they were going to sack him over what happened. And he's, he's not a captain, but he's a leader, if you know what I'm trying to say. And... <laughs> Hey, Buzz, did you see Craig Bellamy in the press conference post-match? He made mention of just what you're saying. Oh, and, and great. It's yeah. a beautiful story. Yeah, it's it is. A, yeah. So he said, a, in, a, in one respect, he said that's the best thing that's ever happened to him, going into that, the, the troubles and issues that he had because it made him realise what his priorities should be in life, and he's turned right. his whole life as, around. As, as he revealed in this story, I did. He was mm. such a big punter. Mm. He was watching races in the dressing room before the game in toilet cubicles to hide it from people. And he hasn't had a bet since Christmas. He hasn't had a drink since Christmas. And that game last night, I don't know if it would have been a perfect 10 in Rugby League week, but it was close (laughs) enough to it. Pretty Sorry? Close. It's pretty close. <laughs> Did you see him, dog? How good was he? Yeah, you know, he was, I said, when he gets in that belligerent mood, he's very, very difficult to stop, isn't he? Um, well, when was it? The end of uh, 2020 when Queensland won Origin and he, he won the Premier... Well, and he didn't he win the Wally Lewis medal? And, yeah, he was... He's an exceptional player, isn't he? I tell you, Ops can play that Justin Ollum. Mm. The yeah, he's fantastic, really, isn't he? Yeah. And he's Ke- a tough dude, he is. And Katoni um, Staggs Friday night, Buzz. Rip Penrith apart out wide. Yeah, look, I think we've got to jam him into the centres now. Mm. Look, I, I originally thought Campbell Graham because of his size, and you've seen how good Campbell Graham is under the high ball. And he was either 18th or 19th man. He's been in Freddie's system for a while. But I don't think there's too many more skillful centres than... Um, Tony Staggs. Where, where's Stephen league. Crichton play? And I, I asked that, Buzz, because oh, I watched him great, closely Friday great. night. His defence is underrated. No one gets past Stephen Crichton. Yeah, look, Zach Lomax has dropped off a little bit. There's mm. Bradman Best up in Newcastle. We are so fortunate in the NRL. And here we are, dog. We're blowing up about penalties and we're blowing up about face-slapping simbins, but we're talking about the talent across mm. the game, you know. And I said this morning, Buzz, the, the, the game itself... And the product and the athleticism and the skill always gets rugby league out of the mire it finds itself in, it in does, terms of 
the troubles. And we're in a trouble right now in my eyes. We get these video referees sticking their bib in every 30 seconds trying to disallow drives. We've got referees who won't put their whistle away. But the game itself, Buzz, flourishes. And it, and it alone pulls us out of these sticky situations year after year. Yeah, well, I'll say this. That Penrith side is probably the best advertisement we have had for rugby league in a decade. Hey, Buzz, and I'll tell you, I've yeah. got, just let me one more thing, yep. Ray. The one guy who I reckon is the most underrated human being is rugby in rugby league is their coach, Ivan Cleary. And I'll tell you why. Whenever we talk up Penrith, we talk his son, Nathan, we talk Jerome Blue-Eye, Stephen Crichton, Dylan Edwards, Fisher Harris, Corris. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. The coach is never mentioned alongside Bellamy, Bennett, Robinson, Hasler. He never is. And how he's pulled this... He had to dismantle Gus's Ross. I don't want to keep going on about this. And boys were offloaded. Maloney was left early. And uh, Campbell Gillard and Wunga Blake left early. He's eating coach, dog, right? Yeah, yeah I no doubt. And that's rewarded. why they've signed him for five years. Rewarded with Nathan. Week. Hey, Buzz, quickly. Roosters versus the Warriors. St George, Illawarra versus Newcastle. Parramatta versus Tigers. Last three games to complete round six, Buzz. I think the Roosters will be too strong from the Warriors, but despite the fact the Warriors have lost their, uh, they've won their last three games. I think the Roosters win. Um, St George, Illawarra, Knight. Have you got a coin, Raymond? Yeah, it's a tough, a, coin? One. Tough, one. a tough one. Tough one. Mm. That's the best even money game you'll ever see. I'll tip Saints because they're at home. And look, um, sadly for Michael Maguire and, and the West Tigers, I, I think they're going to get pumped on uh, Monday at, at Combank. I, I just can't see them winning that game. No, Paramount to win. Hey, Buzz, terrific. Um, happy Easter to you and your family, and thanks for joining us on a Sunday. We'll talk next week. Same to you guys and your families too. Cheers. Thanks, Buzz. There's Phil Buzz Rothfield. Dino, Willow surfaced. He has surfaced, finally. I'm alive, fellas, he writes. What a great night on Friday night. The stadium was rocking and the Leeds Club was just as good afterwards. Have a great Easter. He's had a beeline Willow straight across Windsor. the road, Willow. So there good you on go. You, mate. He's alive and That's kicking. That's great news. great man. Coming up on Racing HQ with Simon Harrison, Mick Wallace will preview today's meeting at Dubbo and Graham White looks over Nowra. The Big Sports Breakfast team will be back on Tuesday morning, Dino, because of Easter Monday at 5.30. Um, tomorrow at 6.30, Racing HQ with Luke Marlow. I'll join him at 7 o'clock. If you'd like to relive any of today's show or interviews, go to Spotify or the podcast icon on your iPhone or Android. Dino, you've got a couple of yarns for today. Yeah, and I'll be uh, chasing a few stories for the mighty Daily Telegraph. Yeah, might chase up the Brett Kenny interview from today. <laughs> Everyone out there, have a lovely Easter. Stay safe, stay close to your family and enjoy the next couple of days off. Yeah, happy Easter to everyone. Thanks for listening over the last three hours. Enjoy your Easter Sunday. And enjoy your sport.